pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Audio Vault on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh my God, it's early. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Rob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition to the back oh. the left hand oh. slam. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about this, Cowboys? Yeah. each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. Hey, good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. It's R and R in the morning, a Friday edition. That sounds good. He's Rudy. I'm Rob. Hello, 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 hello. And we'd like like to welcome to the show the host of Extra Innings, the one and only James Pledger. Good morning, James. Good morning, James. Edwin in the hole today. He'll be in the hole on Monday as well as he's going to be doing his civic duty. And don't be trying to help him get out of his civic, and I will say it again, duty. <laughs> Let the young man go down and suffer like the rest of us had during our lives. Go go do some good. So we're going to miss Edwin. He's going to be here this afternoon as we pick, kick off college, our high school football. Brennan and Steele, the Woo! peanut butter bowl. So I, I made fun of the peanut butter bowl the other day because I didn't know what it was. And in my ignorance, I was very quickly reminded by a host, a plethora, I would say, of, of listeners. Really? They're doing good deeds. It's for the uh, San Antonio Food Bank. Yeah, yeah, Bring yeah. peanut butter. Go to the game. It's a great football game on top of that. We're out at Lindhoff. Lindhoff. Shirts. Yeah. Life. Yeah. I haven't Shout been to, to Lindhoff in family. a long time. Me either. Me either. So What was uh, the last game you recall going to at Lindhoff? Oh, God. It was in the 90s. So was it your alma I know. Mater? You know what? I went to, I, I want to say, I don't know if it was called Lindhoff at the time, but I saw Frank Harris Oh, that wasn't that long ago. Six, eight years yeah, ago. So I was so about 15, 20 said, years ago, right? Yeah, I said, yeah, 15. No, I said <laughs> the 90s. It was, I, I'm pretty sure I caught a Frank Harris game because he was, he was as electric at Clemens as he was, as he has been at UTSA. I will continue to say. He's as a better hooper. As, he was a better hooper. And that's he's a hell of a quarterback. That, I right. think that's high compliment. Heisman watch, Frank Harris. He's he's a nominee for the Super Senior Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award. Golden Arm? I think Johnny Unitas should be like black high tops. You know what? It, it shouldn't should be. be Golden Arm. Like, what are we doing? He is the black high top. That's the award. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I want it. Now, where did your anxiety level go yesterday, Rob, when you got the alert that we were going to have rolling power outages? <laughs> oh, don't and, you know all of us went... <clears throat> What? Because <laughs> I have we, PTSD, because, man. Because the thing about it is, we know it ain't rolling. Ooh, that roll, it rolled right on top of me. Yeah, rolling. It yeah. rolled. Remember, it would. For Did anybody lose power? Lived, anybody lose power? I, I didn't. Not that I'm aware of. But it continues today. Really? Yeah. Oh. 
Um, Cause see now the rolling power outages in the winter. Yes, it was brutal and people, it was bad, bad rolling power outages when it's one Oh five. We can you, get naked, right? I had heard, you know, I read about it and I saw, you know, a press conference about it, but then when my phone went off, yeah, <laughs> don't be doing this. Me too. I was like, "Whoa, wait a minute!" I was like, "Rolling?" Because yeah, Cause like, from what I was told, it didn't roll it did during not. the freeze. Uh, when for those of us that lived through that little little fun part, Rudy, you lucky devil, did not. Um, I'm on the Walmart grid. Rob. Remember the power would come on with like thirty seconds, like and you trying to cook pop. and charge your phone and beep, pop, beep, pop. like on and off, on and off, like and finally somebody goes, "This is stupid. This isn't going to work." Um, well, you could just go to your brother's. He got that big old Generac. Now he does. <laughs> or you could buy a Ford F one fifty electric right, truck. The uh, big old electric truck. Yeah, when I got that, when I got that alert, I was like, "Wait a minute!" Uh, that, that's when it hit home. They're like, "Honey, is the toaster plugged in? Let's do our part. <laughs> charge your phones." But, but after that, I can't charge my AC. I can't. Right. It's I over. can't go bring in ice cubes like I could bring in firewood. Now that, I can't now, save now the ice ta- cube. Pledge said, you, oh, you had it bad. Oh. Pledge almost died during uh, the freeze. It was, that was as near death as I'd like to come. Yeah, I got lucky. It was just, I, I just, I never forget walking into my living room and seeing it like 25 degrees. Like blowing cold? Uh, like in my living room. And it's cra- and, and I hate to relive it, but it's crazy because it's snowing. You everybody's outside taking videos. Oh, the first five you know, hours, yeah. The was first, fun. yeah. And then next thing you know, it's like, wait a minute. The progression of the photos in your memories, yeah. When they pop up, right? right in I don't that even February look at day. Them. The first couple of them are like, yippee, snow angels. And then the next one, like, screw CPS, <laughs> next screw San. I hate Abbott. This is the stupidest state. <laughs> it's know? a video of me chipping ice out of the toilet. <laughs> like, you, yeah, this is real fun. You going tinkle in your pool? Oh Rob. man. <laughs> Don't eat yellow snow. The uh, axiom holds to this day. ERCOT, yeah, that's who we, that's who we're supposed to. Bring. We don't not like C- ERCOT. Not CPS. It wasn't CPS. No, fault. CPS has nothing. It well. wasn't their fault. Look, don't go there, Rob. I know. I'm not upset with CPS. Okay, me neither. We we I are love CPS. in a very unique position to where CPS. We're not in this competitive environment where people are dealing with crap. We're not. That's a whole other thing. Rudolph says good morning. That's to be the last nice thing he says to yeah, me Rudolph, for four hours. He hates me. He gets he gets off. He has like his Rudy cup of coffee on, and gets yeah. upset. Rudy on Rudy crime is just not cool. How about uh, Brandon on Dak crime? Brandon Jacobs. Brandon Jacobs. Man, somebody's Bra- salty. Hey, Brandon is a he's a, a big dude. old. He's a big bro. He's a big old brother. A roughneck. Yeah, he's a roughneck. Brandon was a beast for about three years. What two, three years? Brandon was really good. He don't like Dak too not much. Not a fan at all. We're gonna, we not got a fan of Dak. Sound of Brandon Jacobs and the hater is hanging out there. Is it a hater? or Is it a fact? Well, is we'll discuss. The, is it hate if it's true? Well, we'll discuss. Brandon has some definite opinions as to what? Dak's future. Why do we have pictures in the rundown? I'm telling you, know, you Pudge, I, we got pictures we got, in the rundown. Uh, What's wrong with you, man? So this is what the uh, third string quarterback of San Francisco looks like. I've never seen him. <laughs> I've never seen Trey Lance until right now. I like, saw oh, this tweet hey, yesterday. I what saw tweet? this tweet yesterday. Okay, from Spotrack. Is Red, Spotrack Trey credible? So why, why we feel bad for? Yeah, Spotrack is. Okay, uh, they're the the salary cap gurus. Oh, got sports. you. Uh, while we we are going to talk about Trey Lance, like and use the bless your heart tone, like oh poor kid. Yeah, bless uh, your heart. The 49ers have paid Trey Lance twenty seven point eight five million dollars for two hundred and sixty two snaps. Damn. So while we are going to make fun of him, 
in his very short tenure in the 49ers. He will leave feeling just fine. He'd be aight. So let's all remember, kids, this is a profit deal. We're going to hear from Mike McCarthy. As well, they, he's in Cali, Rob. He got about $2 million of well, that yeah, seven. Some of that's gone. <laughs> he only got about $2 million. Yeah, I mean, let's, well, let's not quibble over the benefits of And according to you, San Francisco's a dump now. Have you seen? I have the, not. Well, I've never been. I, I didn't get to go in its heyday. Well, I haven't been since everybody left downtown where entire office buildings are completely freaking vacant. Right. I, I haven't seen that. That's like some kind of dystopian future. I can't even imagine that. But, you know, I saw the precursor yeah. last time I was there. Nothing like a little tent city right outside your McDonald's. Nothing like meeting the flora and fauna right off the pier. I'll take a shot of that. I don't know what the flora and fauna is. That would be the, I'll take a shot of coffee the, on that. The, <laughs> the plants and animals of, of the greater Bay Area. Oh. Could the Cowboys keep coffee four shot. running backs? That's a question. It is. And Mike, well, Coach Mike McCarthy answered that. We'll talk. We'll hear. The sounds of Frisco. I put Oxnard yes, on there, we but like the, the sounds, sounds of, of Frisco. Frisco. But see, the. It, it don't sound me the in same. the mind of the Bay Area when I hear that. Sounds of the star. They, that's better. SOS, sounds of the star. You're right. Because Frisco does sound like San Francisco. I, I keep thinking we need to go have some, uh, um, what's the soup they put in the in the sourdough bowl? Ugh. <laughs> I, knew I that hate would. sourdough. Did you watch any? Chowder? It's a chowder. Yeah, the yeah. chowder. Um, just watch any of the Pittsburgh? Um, um, I just know that Pittsburgh has the best wide receiver scouts ever known to man. Pickens, dude, can play. And that, that, well, I don't care who it is. It, it's they, funny how teams they, have they're, they're good 80% from the field when it comes to receivers. I mean, Claypool was supposed to be some. I don't think that was their fault. Now he's in Chicago. I think he's still in Chicago. He sucks. <laughs> that sounds bitter. bitter bear no, it sounds like a bitter fantasy fan. Like, that dude sucks. That, is, that too, Rob. I picked him up, and he didn't do anything for me. That too. Did you uh you got a draft this weekend, don't you? Oh. Or is it next weekend? I, I don't know. He said I don't know. You Man, have a draft this weekend with Bo, right? I'm 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 only doing two. I'm doing the family one and then in the league one. Okay. I need to, I need a break. Me too. I know that uh I uh, for the longest time I felt like you couldn't you're not an informed uh, uh fan if you're not playing. I do think I do think fantasy guy is tapped in. You have to be. Like, if you're in four or five leagues, you know every player. Like, names, I'm like, who? But can I be real? For the Browns? The seventh receiver from the Browns? You know him? Yeah. Well, good for you. I don't uh, That rush, that endorphin need that I have, has been replaced by DraftKings. You've been getting a little action? Well, I mean, that over the last couple years, as my interest has waned in fantasy football, that amount of action has been replaced. It's not like I'm going without. I'm just doing something different. Gotcha. I know a lot of people that do both. You guy that gambles, the games are fun for him or her. They are. It's a different feel. You have to watch the entire game. And the thing is that I've found, I've been in some of these leagues, that, you know, buy-ins 250 and you... I can take 250 and play for an entire season if I do it right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You, you know can what? spread I, that I, out over draft. So, and if you lose, you can bounce back next week. Right. You know? And I'm not stuck with some stupid draft pick I made in September or in, in December. <laughs> I can change every week. Very true. And I'm getting too old to wait. But it's funny how my interest has waned, but it's not. I still do the same. I still have to have something tangible involved in the games that I'm watching. But it's now it's money instead of points. Very true. We did bring up Trey Lance, and the question does remain, what are they going to do with him, and how are you going to move him? 
We'll get there. RJ Ochoa will be around today, too. I, I kind of buried the lead. See, uh, on Fridays, we're really just the donut around what yeah, the we're just here. show is. We're kind of here, just here. Because have you ever heard a guest have his own intro song? No. We don't even have an intro for McCarthy or Trailer. No. But for RJ Ochoa, we got a whole bed. Well, you can rest comfortably, college football fan, knowing that you have made it. The finish line um, is nigh. College football fan, don't change your Saturday plans. There's games tomorrow. <laughs> Navy, Notre Dame, Navy, Navy Notre and, Dame, and then after that, go do what you have to do. Go do your honeydews. I, <laughs> Stop. I mean, it's football. <laughs> it is. It's football, and it matters. The score will matter. It'll go in the books. The tape will last. And it's the greatest roadie in all of college sports. Notre Dame playing a road game in Dublin, Ireland? Are you kidding me? That's where that game is? I am so – I Domer's – don't start thinking I have anything nice to say about you, but you're doing this right. Is it going to be weird not seeing Nia Malatolo? Yeah, Coach Ken not going to be on the Coach sidelines. Ken not for on Navy. the sidelines. I wonder, uh, is Jason okay? Well, I don't know if uh, if maybe you're about to do these things called forward passes. They're going to look weird to you. Um, this is Brian Newberry. They're, they, they, we call them passes. You guys might call them forward laterals <laughs> because Navy, that that triple option, that's gone, I suppose. But yeah, that, I've I gotten was. a sense that that's the only way the academies can win. So maybe they brought in another guy that can that will coach. I'm down. Do you believe that? I saw Navy play their last game. Can, can academies win running a pro-style offense, or do they have, do they have to run that's a gadget? That's a great question. That's a great question. I think so. We're going to talk a lot of college football. We're going to look at the hey, ACC as SMU, Cal, and Stanford are making their bid yet again to join that conference yonder on I'm the other side calling, of the world. I'm going to start calling uh, Stanford and Cal Keith Sweat because they just begging. You know, Keith Sweat always begged on his music. They, <laughs> Cal and Stanford are just begging. <laughs> like, quit begging. It look, it's, it's, it's disturbing. I'm trying to come up with a transition with Brandon Jacobs and betting, but I just don't have enough time. Brandon Jacobs might have taken a few headshots, or has he seen the future? Former New York Giant talks about Dak Prescott, and you might not or might love what he has to say. Hang around. Up to next, you're on R&R, and this is 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning, everybody. Jason Minix here from the Blitz. Starting at 2 o'clock today, we're going to get you ready for a Cowboys football preseason finale. John Mishota from The Athletic joins us at 515, and it's the kickoff of high school football. We'll be live out at Lenhoff Stadium as we get ready for Brennan against Steele as our game of the week. Me, Rudy J, will have the call. Hey, Rudy, don't forget to bring your own snacks and drinks tonight, man. Trans- translation. Jason don't share his five-hour energy. No, he does not do he that. He would not share his five-hour energies. He needs and he, and he kind of looks at me like, dude, you... And he's, like, brutal. Like, you know where you're at. You know we're going to be stuck in here for four or five hours. You know? So, all right, Jason. Fine. Truth be told. The... The diva that is Jason Minix oh, doing... Sorry. Is this yeah. part of the culture? Yes. I need it. Thank you. Thank you, Pleasure. That's Jay-Z. Jigga. Why... why? What's this about was, music? Because I was two? messing with. Because I called him out on Tuesday when you had the cooties. I was like, James never has any hip hop in the in the uploads. Like it's all classic rock because he loves Spence more than he loves me. And you have a distaste. And now and then all, and all you got to do is call out Pledge once, and then now he's gonna go crazy on me. 
Uh, <laughs> I hope you feel it in the air. It is Friday night football. You guys have a good one tonight. A great one. I mean, you got Brennan still. Now, Brennan is going through a lot of turnover. They lost a bunch of people. Still not so much. They got their QB coming back. But Peanut Butter Bowl should be fun. Two powerhouses. They're ranked one and two in the city right now. Wow. I don't know how Brennan got to number two with all their turnover, but I don't want to go too deep into the woods on y'all. We are two weeks away from the NFL. Oh, from NFL. That thing. Brandon Jacobs, former running back. Uh, 6'4", monster. Beast mode running back. I don't want to tackle Brandon Jacobs. You got, you got to be a little wired, a little different to tackle Brandon Jacobs when he's rolling downhill. Um, and for about four years, a formidable, formidable dude, man. I don't know how many headshots he took. What you mean, okay, what, what, what? Why are you asking I, I, that? I'm just, Why are you asking I, that? Is that? A, that is a question that I think is a logical question. To ask any former NFL player, okay, how many headshots you take? No, you know what? No. That is fair no. for any NFL player. <laughs> how many times were your bells rung? I don't know about that, but his opinion on Dak is certainly going to move the needle. Listen to this. Dak Prescott is on his last contract. He'll be a backup after this contract is over with. I don't see Dallas bringing him back with that type of money. And once you've made that type of money, you know, that Dak is making, you don't get two like that. You, you don't get two like that after all those interceptions and turnovers that you've had, you know, that you've thrown, you know, throughout the last three or four years. So, I mean, I don't, I don't see, I don't see, I see Daniel Jones' window being better, being, uh, uh, <laughs> being a lot higher than that Prescott, you know, just given the fact what? that the age that he's been playing and he's almost more than his contract. And I, I, I don't see Cowboys bringing him back at that type of money. And I think he'll be a backup elsewhere. Uh, what's, what was the song? Do we know the origins of Brandon speaking? Um, I, it sounds like to me he's applying for a job. Even the biggest Dak doubters ain't ain't looking at it this way. Well, back up. The thing about it, man, I'm not saying that he's not right as far as like he doesn't. Because to me, what he sounds like is he's like, look, you don't fix yourself after throwing that many interceptions. Now I get where he's come from there, but what Brent, the problem that Brandon is forgetting is he's still not going anywhere. <laughs> You know, regardless of how what, what what we think about Dak Prescott, the Cowboys are not getting rid of him. No. So, uh, and then to be a backup elsewhere, like I'm, I'm confused. And you know, when I look at Eli Manning, since they played <laughs> together, right? I'm yeah, not, they did. They did. I'm, okay, I'm looking at Eli Manning. As far as interceptions go, I see 17, 18, 20, 14, 25, 16, 15, 27. 14, 14, 16, 13, 11. Um, and I think he's going to Hall of Fame. Now, he does have two rings, and he did beat the 17-0 and 0 New England Patriots with a Velcro helmet. That's but uh, what I'm saying is, and this is kind of what goes back to the beach house in Oxnard when Clarence came by, and you can catch Clarence here starting football season every Tuesday, Fort Worth Star Telegram. like, look, we're in the era now where 15's a lot, but there was a time yeah. where Eli Manning – could throw 27 interceptions and nobody batted an eye. I was like, hey, as Eli, he throws 27. I mean, he's well, had- just throwing 50, inter- 50 <laughs> touchdowns. So we, we, not real, not really. When I'm looking, I'm looking at no, Eli's I'm, numbers right now. Was, we allowed that before. We wanted the guy to take the risk. Like 15, when you look back at the guys that we called great, not a lot. Well, we also uh, legislated away def- defensive cornerback play. But I think the fair question is, do you feel like 
Dak had, will have the yips, and this, and he's going to do it again, yeah, and then have double digit uh, interceptions again. Is this a thing? Can he get? Can he shake these yips, or is he Chuck Knobloch? I think we're going to redefine what the yips are, because what, how many interceptions last year? What 15. was the total? Fifteen. Yeah, under one a game, even though he didn't play all those games. Yeah. But I think we would. Uh, I don't think we would be that upset. If there were 15 interceptions this year, but there were wins, I think we would just look at it as that's just that shrink. That's the the cost of doing business in this new kind of offense. If you're winning, what do we care? Yeah, um, I'm looking at Peyton's stats now. There was seven times in Peyton Manning's career he threw 14 or more interceptions. 14 or more, Rob. Yeah, I don't think it's. Maybe it's not a bigger deal as it's I'm making not. it out to be. It's Maybe not. the 15 isn't that much. How many did Mahomes throw last year? I want to say 11. See, but that way I mean that's but pretty. That's, but the, uh, the that's problem, legendary. The problem is, <laughs> He's a poor example. The problem is the three guys that we've compared him to all have Lombardis. I there you have it. They all have Lombardis. Like so, if he gets a if he gets a if he gets a Super Bowl, nobody's going to care about 15. That's what I'm saying. If you throw 16 interceptions, but you show me a pretty ring, we'll we'll discuss the uh, interceptions when we get back together in March. Yeah, when we all sober up. But I, I look at it as if you're winning, and a product of this offense is winning on a regular basis. Man, we'll we'll let it go. We only nitpick after the losses. It also struck me, you know. We're two weeks away from the game, and you got Brandon Jacobs. Is that you know? Does locker room what? material does it does that exist. matter? No, all? no, it doesn't. No, if you get to this level, You're I not. mean, first of all, does it help? There's certain guys that use it. I mean, we of course we've heard we've seen Peyton. I mean, excuse me, Tom and Michael Jordan and Kobe. Like you know, but they're going to find something. Regardless. Yeah, they're going to find something regardless. But for the most part, if you get to this level, you don't need anybody's quotes to motivate you. But trust me, Dak. Dak heard it, yeah, he and I'm it. sure at some point today, Mashoda or Archer or Clarence will run it back to Dak, and Dak will be like, I don't remember Brandon Jacobs. <laughs> I'm a little bit I'd young. Be. Brandon Jacobs, I was in high school when Brandon Jacobs was toting the rock. Because, I mean, you look at it, the year the Stafford won the Super Bowl, Rob, he threw 17. Very you know, true. We don't talk about the 17 because he won, he won the title. It, it's the ultimate eraser, man. And we will not talk about any of that if you're winning. And it's only when right. we, don't, we don't have anything else to talk about is when we're going to start looking at your problems. So right. I, I, his, here's where I think we're going to redefine the yips. And I think that there was the early part of his career, the way Kellen Moore coached him. And there's going to be a new part of his career, the way that McCarthy coaches him. And I think they're going to be different and it's going to lead to a couple of turnovers but i do think it's going to lead to a little bit more offensive success if they apart from just lots of yards right so i i'm willing to look over the first couple of interceptions go that's part of the learning curve and then i'm willing to look over the other interceptions late in the season if they're winning the games and then at the end of the season when we total them up you go oh my god there were 13 14 16 interceptions now I, dak was asked does he understand the turnovers yeah, I mean, that's that just goes into this defense, to be honest with you. I don't know that's something that's been heavily emphasized, but it's just go back and look at last year and you look at some of the turnovers, you can say, yeah, you're forcing them there. You, you know what I'm saying? That was that was higher risk than reward. And in that sense, when you have a defense like this, um, it, it's just about, you know, understand they're going to get you the ball back. And so uh, just just stay within the play um, when that shot's called and that, that look um, is – 
is ideal for that, yeah, take advantage of it. But if not, uh, just get through the progression. As I said, use my feet, check it down, um, live to play another play. And um, that, I think that just goes in, in hand with his play calling and in that play calling purpose, as well as understanding uh, who I've got around me, just not only on the offensive side, but as I said, the defense to, to get the ball back. Are we going to – are you – What is this? I know. Are we toting the line, though, of snatching the man's confidence? Because, I, I look, I believe the, – the one thing I do believe in Dak about is he's very headstrong and he's very confident in himself. But when we keep – the media keeps running it out. Mike McCarthy called him in from the Maldives to come look at all 15 interceptions. Do you feel like you run the risk of, of just snatching the guy's confidence and he just becomes check down, check down Charlie? Well, it sounds like, Cause it's like everything... that's the plan, dude. Did you hear what he just said? That's check down Charlie checking in. What are you talking about? Uh, move your feet, find a better option. Defense gets ball back. Check it Go down. through progressions. Lift like, play other day. That's I still want him to be able to wow. make. A, I still want him to be able to pull the trigger on a tough throw if he if he feels the need to. Right. Um, it sounds to me no, it's no, no, Rudy, line. no, Rudy. Okay, no. all right. That ver- I bet if we really wanted to dig into it. We could find a quote from Dak Prescott in 2016 that was essentially saying that same thing. Realize who you got True. around you. You're surrounded now with then good he staff. Was a rookie. I get that. You got good. De- well, that's what. Um, I think you're saying you want him to be to feel like he can take a risk. Sometimes uh, I don't think that's available to him anymore. I think that was the problem. Oh wow! Because it feels like we reround the clock to. Take no risk, check down, live to play another day, realize who's around you. That's what you tell a rookie. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. Do you think that do you believe about the uh confidence well, that I I'm wondering. That's I'm wondering aloud. What do y'all think? I think that Mike McCarthy and, and Shoddy are snatching my man's confidence. Uh around him is the key. We're talking about realize who you're around or who's around you as a quarterback. Are the Cowboys gonna keep four running backs and Dak's gonna talk about his gadget guy? More of the Cowboys coming to you from the star. Is is it the sounds of the star? Sounds of the, the star. The sounds of the star next. This is R and R and you're on ninety four one San Antonio Sports Star. R and R in the morning on ninety four one San Antonio Sports Star. Hey, good morning to you. Top of the morning to all. That's Rudy J. Go to our YouTube feed and tell us what you see on his hat. What is it? Oh, yeah. Slackless. A fine locale. I need a haircut. Though. We got big deals coming to Slackers up in uh, in, in uh, November. Yeah, I hope, the, I, hope that all fall, I hope that all goes through. It might be uh, a war coming up. I'm down. Are you down? I'm down. I am ready. We just got to choose the weapons and get things going. Uh, Mike McCarthy is in the midst of his, it's his last dress rehearsal um, coming up this weekend, and he won't have his – he'll be running with the understudies yet again. Running with the bull? Oh, no. That was Clay. What do you figure there's uh, – <laughs> yeah. what do you figure there's one or two jobs available? And on the Cowboys, I think I think there's oh, probably gotcha. two jobs at stake. I don't know which ones there are, but by the end of preseason, there's 50 guys that have made the team, mm-hmm. and I think there's well, maybe I'll say 48 guys that have made the team. There's two or three guys that if they don't screw anything up, have made the team, 
And there's probably one or two positions that legitimately there are discussions in the background. You just got to figure out how it plays into special teams. Um, one of them, I, I think, is turning into this running back situation. Well, I I think they're all good. It's just how many you want to carry, right? Yeah. And then you're also dealing with a fullback in there as well. Do you, you know, how Get is this going to play into right. it? Well, McCarthy was asked, uh, uh, could the Cowboys keep four running backs? Oh, I hope so. Um, what? I, I think it's definitely, you know, it's definitely candidates to fill that out. But yeah, I mean, it's you know, this is a this is a important game for those guys, you know. And, and, and I'll say this: Hunter hasn't, you know, hasn't been given a lot of opportunities. So. I definitely want to see him play a lot. A little bit Saturday. of fullback action. That's on you, you know, Coach. I, I definitely want to fill the void uh, that's that's created sometimes where players haven't been given enough opportunities. Well, if you haven't seen Hunter, <laughs> it's too late now. It, now it ain't that. I'm just like, oh, well, I haven't got to see Hunter play a lot. Uh, ain't that your call, Coach? Like, what? Do you, if I want, I definitely like to see him more. Okay, well then, put him in. <laughs> uh, but if his retort is, but I'm trying to win the game. Like well, I ain't trying maybe, to. Nobody, maybe you just answered the question. Nobody tries to well, win. No, a you're trying to game. win the play, though. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, I'm for sure. trying to win the play, and he didn't. He wasn't going to help me win the play. That would eventually help me win the game. So I think you've already answered your question. Do you think the people in Cincinnati, the people in Buff, the medium Buffalo, Cincinnati, Seattle, you think they're spending this much time on RB two? Absolutely, yeah. Because this is this to me seems like. Who, I mean, if Tony Pollard is healthy, which we hope he is. Does it freaking matter? Well, yeah, it's like the discussion about who's the vice president. It only matters till it matters. Yeah, you know what I mean? Right. I mean, we don't care about it till oh my gosh, either good or bad. I I think that in my mind, when you're talking about four running backs, and you hear the coach go, "Well, yeah, I'd like to," because right. that's the argument in the background. Like if we're gonna have, if we're keeping dudes for special teams and to fill gaps, I'd rather fill my side of the ball than yours. So, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm rooting for my extra running back. I'm rooting right. for my fullback because the quintessential bomb squad oh. dude, I think, is a fullback. Well, while we're at in the running back room, Rob, rewinding to Oxnard, Jason and Joe are doing what they're doing, yelling back and forth at each other. Right and, live. Yeah, I mean, right, yeah, live. yeah, they're live. And Ryan Nagel is going off. Going off on Deuce Vaughn. Like, literally going off. And... Our walls are thin. Well, it's and a tent. Yeah, <laughs> our walls are thin. So you can, I, we, cause I can, cause the guys next door was at the ticket. It was the, the ticket, ticket guys. Us, yeah. They whisper and I could hear them. They tell stories. And if you know anything, there's a murder in 1973. Like, it's a weird show, but it's a, they're in the Hall of Fame. They're doing something right. So we can hear each other. And little be known to Joe Reinagel. Deuce Vaughn is literally next door. <laughs> and Joe is screaming well, at the top see of him over the table. Yeah, he couldn't see him. But Joe is literally yelling that he's a gadget guy. Uh, he was saying gadget He loud. was saying gadget very loud. Well, <laughs> he got back to Dak, Rob. Yeah, he can bring a lot to this offense. Uh, he's a playmaker. He's not just a gadget guy. Um, he's not just a guy that you just want to get out and uh, out of the backfield in the space, but I mean, we've seen he can run between the tackles. Um, obviously, probably using that height to his advantage. And so, um, yeah, everybody gets criticized for something, and so that's what they've picked for him. But I'm sure that he's used that to be um, salty, uh, a star, I guess you can say, or just you know what I mean, something that is, that's on his armor that he wants to prove people wrong. And uh, I know he'll do that. Uh, he's a hell of a player. He approaches the game the right way. Um, young guy, but but acts like he's been in this league for a while. And um, yeah, excited for what all he's going to bring to this team. It, you know what's, what's crazy about it, Rob, is Deuce is the epitome of stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. And what yep. I mean by that is 
everybody was talking about Deuce because just like when Rob first saw him out there on the field, the first thing he came to radio and said, like, dude, and you see Deuce Vaughn on the on the field, it looks crazy. And everybody's looking like, man, look at this little guy. But guess what happened when we started looking at <laughs> Starts him? Busting he was angles. balling. <laughs> he was balling. Because again, if he was five, six, five, seven, no, let's say he was five, eight. We would not be speaking of him, but he was ready to go once the once the light hit on him because everybody's like, "Hey, look at the little guy! Look at him!" And then next thing you know, wait a minute, did he just score? Yeah, is that was that that was a nice spin move. Oh wow, he he just got up in between the tackle. I've never talked about a sixth round pick this much in his first season. Like you know, you know, down the line, Tom Brady's come along and the Tony Romo's come along, but from the gate, I don't think we've ever talked this much about a sixth round no, pick because. Ever. It seemed like a Barnum and Bailey oddity. It seemed like the the old Charlie Finley A's, who, by the way, have petitioned Major League Baseball to officially move that moribund franchise to the glory land that is Las Vegas. <laughs> uh, it felt like a a Jerry sell a ticket, anything goes. This is my this his is a daddy's product. on our staff. Yeah, this is a product. Not just a team, and I got to sell it every way possible. And this is another he, way to sell a jersey. Yeah. If he can be Darren Sproles, the Cowboys won. Holy cow! Now it, I'm not saying that because Darren was a dog. Yeah, Darren so could I'm not play. Saying, that's but if exactly he can be it. Darren Sproles, win. That's that's a that's the kind of thing that you put in the uh, uh, when you put on the balance. What makes Super Bowl teams? That you put that kind of thing on the on the. On the side of Super Bowl teams always have that kind of guy. Now, it might not be a kick returner, but they have somebody who is doing something extraordinarily well. It might be a, a tasker on Buffalo. Right. One of those dudes that you're <laughs> oh, like, tasker. I remember, remember that. him? That uh, like, who, was the, who was the little guy played for the Chiefs, the returner? Dante Hall? Dante Hall, former Aggie. Mm-hmm. I loved him, too. I'm just talking about those dudes that the just X-Factor. show up in the stat sheet in places you don't expect them to show up that are difference makers. And it, this could be that kind of guy. When you start looking at the future of what this team could do, you got to look at what teams that have done it, how they did it. And that's one of the ways they always have those extras, and it felt like this felt like a joke. Yeah. Like this is this is daddy ball. The dad was a coach here. Let's uh, bring him in. Let's take some pictures, and you know, it's been nice knowing you. You can you can be a GA with us if you like, or you can go find another league. But it wasn't the case. Yeah, I agree. it's too much fun. What's going to separate him though, Rob? That's a good question. They, all I'm the glad they asked McCarthy that very thing. Versatility. I mean, just look at the personnel groups that they play in. You mm-hmm. know. Uh, I think offensive football, the, you know, the way I've always broken it down is you have two backs, one back, or no back offense. So what's their versatility to play in the two-back schemes and, and one-back schemes and the ability to displace and, and play in empty formations. So uh, and I, I think all those guys have, have done a nice job in those areas. But then, you know, as, as we've talked about so many times in here, you know, the biggest change for us uh, offensively has probably been in our, our protection, you know, so – um, and, and the backs are part of that. So, and I, and I think they've all done a nice job because it's relatively new uh, for what we're asking those guys to do. So, slide over pocket are part of their job description, as we've talked about. Mm. Versatility. If we're going versatility, I think it's Rico. I, I'm, I don't know. You tell me. Rudy. I'm just talking about pro, uh, pass pro, pass pro ability to catch passes, ability to get between the tackles. Now, again, you know, I'm a Malik guy. I got his jersey. It's on the way from Amazon. I don't know if it's real. No, I'm kidding. But, I mean, the guy they've been talking about the most is Rico when we talk about versatility. Uh, 
I, I will buy that, Rudy. They're, I to don't me, know. they're the same guy. You tell me Rico, which one Malik, you like. Deuce, they're all the same. Well, no, Even Deuce. Deuce. Deuce, again, Deuce, while not gadget being guy. a gadget, while not being a gadget, is a situational football player. How's that? Is that better? Situational, a situational gadget. It's the uh, same no, not thing. a gadget. It's not, the same uh, thing. No, no. I can say little person. I can't say the other thing. I don't know if you can say little person anymore. Well, I gotta, what I what can I say now? I, nothing. That's the thing. Okay. All right. I'm just, down just with say that. Du- just say deuce. I'd much rather do that. Sure. I'll just drop a deuce on everybody and call it what it is. Yeah. Do that. He is a situational football player, and let's find those situations, baby. But I don't count him as a true because if you're if you're passing if you're basing it on pass pro, it ain't deuce. Why not? What are you talking about? Are you going to trip him? I haven't seen Deuce miss a block. Because I'm not going to ask him to do that. I'd like to see him survive. Look, Deuce will stick his nose in there. I he think didn't he get would the... happily do that. That's yeah, my worry. Stick his nose in there. But sometimes no you take a knife to a gunfight. I mean, sometimes you just ain't got it. I mean, yeah. he can't. We got a lot more from McCarthy. A lot of college football talk as well. But coming back, the golden arm that was platinum. Otani and an elbow. We're talking Ooh, about the yes. injury that ripples around the MLB. Uh, that's coming back. This is R&R. You're on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning, everybody. Joe Reinagel here. The Blitz will be live at Lindhoff Stadium. It is time for high school football. Looking forward to that. Plus, we're going to talk a lot of Cowboys football, too. John Mishota will join us at 515. Talk a little bit about Will Greer getting most of the playing time in this weekend's final preseason game. Hey, Rudy, don't you want to see Will Greer win the job? No. That would be me. Everything's more hype when you play for the Cowboys. Like uh, we're, we're, we're really breaking down third string. Like, the, the media's asking Mike McCarthy about Will Greer. Really? He's got a good beard, man. Back off. Give me Danucci. At least I get a hat line. No kidding. Uh, I actually do believe. I want one of those hats, by the way. The upside down Dallas. First of all, what, what music was that? What was it had this? to be Blink or something. It had to be. No, nah, it's this band called True Slow. True Slow? Yeah. What were they saying? T-R-U-S-L-O-W. Okay. Okay. Cool. Song called ADHD. Oh. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, that speaks to your soul for sure. <laughs> okay. There's a band called Ritalin. <laughs> it's a band called Should Be Illegal. <laughs> the uh, the Golden Arm, Shohei Otani, gave us some bad news yesterday. Um, a, a, a partial tear of that uh, UCL. Now, if I'm not mistaken, Shohei's had knick-knack stuff since he got here. Always. But okay, he's so busy. He's, He's a tad injury prone. But he's busy. That's what I'm saying. But can you do this whole Iron Man baseball thing and your body not break down? You got he has like he literally has six different pitches, right? Then he's swinging out of his cleats. So when you when you give him a check for five six hundred million dollars, do you not take that into account? Yes, and you still sign him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes. Although it, it does appear. That, you know, there were numbers they were talking about over 600. Uh, you know, um, well, that was first said here on San Antonio Sports Star by Mr. ADHD himself. But and, I, and I almost cursed him. That out. has rippled, though. I've heard uh, passing Howdy Doody several times bring up that six. And now they're talking 
Five hundred. This might have cost him a hundred million. Mm, did it? Well, because not the thing, yet, the only reason why I see what you're saying, like let's say there was only one team in the bidding, then it would they go from six to five? But right. due to the fact that you're going to have three to four teams doing it, somebody may go ahead and give them that six. You see what I'm saying? Because it's going to be a bidding war, even though you might. A, a perfect example comes to mind. I've seen these pictures floating, and he, this guy went through the same thing of Zion. He's freaking shredded. Not shredded, but he looks like a Mack truck diesel. He's been in the gym. But what I'm saying is you have a guy that's injury prone, but you still gave him big time money. I think Shohei's going to be in the same boat. It's funny. As we talk about injury prone pitchers, I just see something coming across the wire that Steven Strasburg plans to retire. I thought he already was. You talk about the greatest that never was. He got a ring. He got a ring, had smoke. But he had, he had some LeBron hype around him. And he, it, when healthy, he lived up to it. You know what I mean? Fact. But uh, that's interesting news regarding that. But I don't. Would you, would, you, you, would you still go after him, GM Rob? Well, there's a couple things that I have to answer. And, and one of them is I think Shohei's answering right now. If he's going to continue to play. Yeah, why is he still playing? If I'm, who's his agent? Well, if I'm his agent, I'm like, dude, we're shutting it down. We're not going to keep swinging this bat. Well, unless unless he's been told that it can't hurt it any further. The reason, the reason. Well, I'm sure that that statement right there is a truism. Yeah, absolutely. I got to know that. But right. beyond that, I think he's trying to answer the question that you're asking. Like, if you're injury prone, are you worth it? I think he's trying to show. Yeah, I get injured, but at the very least, you You'll get the best bat, bat in the game. Right. <laughs> And at the very worst, you get the best bat in the game and an, a closer 20 times a year. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, um, I, is it is it worth it to him there? I don't think he needs to do it. I think we already know exactly who Shoei is and what he is capable of. Right. Dude, did you read Did you read what, what happened to Strasburg? Yes. The, he had surgery for a thoracic outlet syndrome. Yeah. That's a nerve and, nerve and blood disorder. That involve removing a rib and two neck muscles? Yes. How do you take out two neck muscles? Now, the rib, we've heard that with the one kid that took his rib out and kept it. It's going to make it into a necklace. Was that a Notre Dame kid? That was a Notre Dame kid, right? He went from Vandy to Notre Dame. He's the transfer, but yeah, Sam Hartman. Yeah, so Strasburg. I don't know anything yeah, about you what tell, you're saying, yeah. and we're going to have to get back to it. <laughs> yeah, if you tell me that i got to get a rib taken out and two neck muscles, I'm retiring as well. It's a, it's one of the more tragic stories of our day. I mean, we never At least got, he got to got a know. ring in his money. But when when healthy, he was the truth. And to his credit, he didn't steal it. No, no, you no. Know what I mean, he, he did his thing. He was in it to win it. Just never could get there. Otani's elbow and the hundreds of millions. I can't believe he's still going to bat. Cuz remember well, when he Bryce, said that. Remember Bryce Harper had this surgery and they wouldn't let him slide. Remember, they were like, hey, you can't slide yet. And I, and I asked Doc Garrett, I was like, why can't he slide? So Bryce Harper can't slide with a repaired UCL, but Otani can get up and bat and swing out of his cleats with the, tor- the slightly torn UCL. Help me. See, this is one of the days where we need Doc. Like, Doc, would you advise Shohei to be out there batting with a partially torn UCL? Or is it, yeah, UCL? Yeah. Hell no. And that's hell no. That's medical. I'm just talking about financial advisor. Yeah. <laughs> Call in as his financial advisor. Ask him the same question. Hey, what are we talking about? We're talking about uh, money. What's what's going on 
with the Cardinals. It's a fire sale. We've got the NFL gumbo coming your direction. The gumbo she is hot, and the okra is coming. You're on R&R. This is 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh, my God, it's early. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Rob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition to the back. Oh. the left hand oh. slam. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about this, Cowboys? Yeah. each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. Yeah, that's Rudy. That'll put a smile on your face. I am, Rob. Hence the R's. On the other side of the double pane, a face you will recognize if you're staring into your YouTube feed. That's Jace. That's James Pledger. He's here. What up, Pledger? Physically. He's no, not mentally. mentally, though, yeah. He's uh, filling in for Easy E as he Easy is working the uh, high school football game tonight. Yes, sir. Brendan Steele, live from Lindhoff. It's going to be a fine weekend of football. This is when Jason Minnis has to put on his back brace and carry me through this season. <laughs> <laughs> and you're starting out with a bang, man. The peanut butter bowl. Brennan Steele, 730. I think there's several peanut butter bowls. Oh, okay. So it's not just them. Uh, yeah. I, so I, this I, is all about the SA no, Food Bank. I've heard uh, yesterday on the news that there was another game that had been rescheduled with a peanut butter bowl. And that's when it was explained to me what the peanut butter bowl was. Because you kind of made fun of it. I did, and I apologize. To, uh, <laughs> it's not good. I, I, I will donate uh, a case of peanut butter to this SA Food Bank. That's a problem. Are you a peanut butter guy? I love Absolutely. peanut butter. I love peanut butter. So, Actually, my I wife, really do. You know, um, now that we're empty nesters, it, it's wonderful to buy the food that I want to eat and actually finally get to eat it. And then it's it's there when and you I go get, to, get and it. And I get to eat it. Right. I, it that's, for 20-some-odd years, that was not the case. So... You know, my wife and I have comfortably become empty nesters and are comfortable now that our food that we like is always going to be there for us. But my wife made the mistake of buying some of those uh, crustables. The, the, uh, oh, the peanut butter and the, jelly the little. The pre-made ones, uh, the, the wimp out It's ones. like a, uh, a empanada peanut butter God, jelly. That's exactly it. That's, it. What a, that's a white folks empanada. That's what that is. <laughs> I didn't say that. But what a great no. definition of. So she bought those. It had been probably 10 years since I'd had one. Were they good? Oh my gosh, Rudy! It's, <laughs> about two nights ago, I got up. My wife made a very hot meal, and I didn't eat. Much. When you say hot, like oh, spice? spicy, okay. Uh, um, but later in the evening, I got up looking for something to eat, and I found them. And I knew that I didn't get them, so I knew it. You hers. put a little heat on, it or you just eat it just straight out the pack? Uh, well, I let, I laid it out. Okay, I can't when they're frozen. I've tried it. No, oh, okay, yeah. Man, that was good. So. For the last three nights, I've gone and gotten, and sadly, there's only four in the box. So there's one left? Well, no, there's none left. Oh, got you. I'm going to catch it for this. I just, it's just a matter of time. I don't know so if you I didn't should give fess her one. up. But she's gonna... I just blame Jack. Like I think Jack was over here the other night. I think he ate one, babe. No, I, blame I, Jack. I, I, I used that for about a year. It don't work anymore? No, it's, now it's all on me. Hey, um, we were talking in the break to see Jared Judy uh, 
Dude. rolled off on a cart up there in But in this Bronco is a real Land. cart. This is a real cart. Yeah, this is not. Miami, to- possibly torn out for a few weeks. What are the ramifications of this? I mean, this is kind of a big deal. It's a big deal for Russell Wilson. Yeah. And um, speaking of receivers, since we're in the gumbo, McLaurin, Scary Terry, Turf Toe, that's, that's that, now this is, of course, commanders, but I'm just speaking to the fantasy guys. You know, Judy and I'm McLaurin, out. now they're off. you got to go do a little bit more homework. They went from second round to seventh round, both of them. Dude, I'm not touching either one of those cats. Yeah, especially not a hammy. You and blow that up turf, your hammy? And turf toe is like. You know, I've always said, anybody who's ever had or been around somebody with turf toe, turf toe is kind of like the flu. The flu is not a scary enough word for what that truly is. They need to have a scarier name for the flu. It needs to be something involved with like letters and numbers like we did with the other one. I mean, because, look at what Turf Toe turned out to for Deion Sanders yeah. like 20 years later. He lo- they cut it off. Right. So it, is, it is the most painful thing I've ever seen anybody go through. Thank gosh I've never had it, uh, but I've been work. around two athletes that did. And it's there's nothing – the pain is just outrageous. I could see it wow. in the, to guys that I know have a tolerance. So I can't imagine that. It's not a strong enough word for what, I know what he's going mean. through. It, it, you get to the point where there's injections and all kinds of crazy stuff to ease the the pain. Not yeah. a good enough word uh, to, to kind of define it. That While we're uh, kind of sticking on uh, running backs, Josh Jacobs. Um. What so this I, is this is what I'm confused with. I have two with. questions regarding this. Story. Me too. Okay, so first of all, it appears that Josh, what, Dallas, uh, Dallas, the Dolphins wanted to talk to Jacobs. They what they wanted. They inquired. They asked to. They asked the Raiders, "Hey, what's going on with Josh up there?" And they were rebuffed. Right, like uh, none of your business. So they're not giving him the same Jonathan Taylor treatment. No, the well, the thing about it is, yeah, the Raiders are like, no, he'll he'll come around. You know what I mean? But the bigger question for me, Rob, is... What's going on over there? Well, the bigger question for me is the Dolphins. You have Mostert. Yeah, what's going on over there? Where the key you have Wilson Jr., for- you have A-Chain, you have Ahmed. Like, I thought they have a good running back room, but they they were in on um, Jonathan Taylor, and now they've inquired about Josh Jacobs. Do they not... Well, Dalvin Cook was in the room, yeah, too. Yeah, so do they not like the running back room? Or Mike McDaniel's just one of those guys that's like, hey, I could never have enough offense. I guess that's the answer because Miami's kind of a hot place to be, you know. Because I, I love Monster, and I, and everybody's talking about a chain. But every available dude, they've the asked. Dolphins have talked to, so I don't know what that means inside the room. It, I'm glad means, you saw the same thing as I did. It means the little chubby stripper needs as much help as he can get. <laughs> For those of you unaware, can we find this? Can we find can find, we find Ryan the, Clark? Ryan Clark uh, two days ago was a. Uh, Describing the new physique, the jujitsu inspired physique that uh, Tua Tunga Vailoa, there you go. Uh, Here it is. You got a pledge he came to trading camp with. I'm going to tell you, tell you what he tatted. wasn't doing. He wasn't in the gym. <laughs> I bet you that. Come on, he, man. He, he wasn't with me. He, he, he might have spent a lot of time at the tattoo parlor. He was not at the dinner table oh. eating what the nutritionist had advised. Oh, my. Hmm. He looks happy. He's built like a girl working at Onyx in Atlanta right now on the bottom. <laughs> Come on now. Too far. Uh, too far, to Ryan. Show. And Ryan's a pro. Ryan went too far. And, and how do you know, Ryan, what the girls at Onyx in Atlanta yeah. look like? 
I don't know what they look I, like. I I've never no been. To, I've never been to Atlanta. Period. I hear tell. Could There's one see, in Houston. Could you see? Yeah, there is. Could you see Rob and Jason at Onyx in Atlanta? Throwing a few ones, making it rain a little bit. I. I, yeah, I, haven't, the fifth, I, I haven't been to the cl- that type of club in a long time. You know, every radio station is different, and some stations take money from institutions and others don't. We don't. We don't. I'd appreciate if you kept my name out your mouth. That's you, what I'd say. You're very welcome, to Tua. Damn, Tua. And there, there was a time when I was uh, on another station in another life where on Fridays it was like a Where's Waldo. You had to find me in a club. And I would in describe, one of those. yes. For real? Yeah. See, when I was across the street, we would take them, but then we ran into the thing where the some sponsors didn't want to be around. Yeah, that, that was like tough. they didn't want to be before or after. This was the so wild was days. Like, this was, yeah, so you see, we had to stop taking that money. This was back when you could do the uh, the WKRP crazy. Stuff. Were you over here when they all were doing uh, Adult Megaplex? I know I were was not. I was on. I was across the street at the time. I think it was Don and Jason. A- and uh, was it Don and yeah, Jason it was, or Duel? I don't remember, but it was Adult Megaplex. Yeah, it was. And Don. We went in there one time, man, and some dude tried, followed us to our car. We're and and it just like the movies, Rob. I dropped the keys. <laughs> I'm, in, I'm in one of these stores. We didn't get anything. All right, let's get very into more, it. Uh, yeah, so, uh, we're waiting. So we decide we're this before we're married. Let's go to Adult Megaplex, babe. I'm still with my wife at the time. She's just my girlfriend. So we're in there and we're going down the aisles, and then we just see this dude on the other side of the aisle just keep popping up in our aisle, and we freak. We're freaking out. <laughs> We're like, babe, is this dude following us? And we're like, I think so. Let's just bail. This stuff's too expensive anyways, which <laughs> is a whole nother topic. Like, damn, y'all want us to have fun and stay together? Then make this stuff cheaper. Um, <laughs> so we're going to the car. We start going out. And, you know, like, let me, let me peek back. And here comes this dude. And so we start walking faster. <laughs> And this is drop the keys. Dude, I'm trying to get in the car and I drop the damn keys. We got away though. I was able to pick him up. Did it turn out you dropped your wallet and all he was trying to do was just (laughs) give it to you? Hey man, you dropped your wallet. All I heard was Rudy J has zero survivor survival. Oh no, it was no, my wife dropped the keys. It wasn't me. Oh. But yeah, of course she did. Black guy always, you know. Fastest. He's going first. I, yeah, yeah, I'm I've a been horror movie. Yeah, of course, you dropped. First. But yeah, man, I was like, I can't believe you dropped the damn keys. There's, I have like, so... you, people think that's the movies. It's not real life because you're panicking. I, I, I will be really honest. I've never been into one of those stores. Really? No. I've on, that, that was the only time I've ever been. I haven't I'm been back. I didn't, what, what I didn't know it was that expensive. And I've walked. You know, I've been in time back in the day when Times Square was a little was dicey. I'm, I was a kid walking around. I guess I guess I have. But I've never been into like the the slick, well lit, <laughs> modern version. I've been it's, to the Times Square. It's weird, and it smells like where you're there's the, trolls yeah, in a dungeon. You, it kind smells of like you think. It's dark. It's yeah. gloomy. Oh, it is. Okay, it's weird. so it's exactly the experience yeah. I had back in the early eighties cool. in Times Square. It's cool, but this was early two right. thousands, and it was still expensive. So I can't imagine now. That's a horrifying. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah, that's and scary. He, he followed us aisle to aisle. I'm like, dude, we're not swinging. And if we did, it wouldn't be you. <laughs> Meanwhile, in the NFL, what's going on in Arizona? I, I mean, obviously, no. it, it was imminent, it's right? It's a fire sale. Was this the earthquake that we are waiting for? I mean, was there this big a shift? I mean, are they done with Kyler? What does this tell us about the future? It don't tell you anything about Kyler. Okay. It just says that, well, this is what it does say about Kyler. I'll say so, that. I'll say this. They 
even though they've paid Kyler, if you're tanking like this, you who are you positioning for? Caleb or Drake? Right. You're not positioning for some defensive end. Right. So, but how are you moving that $200 million? I, That's a good question. Or, you you know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? How, how much of the money? Because t- they're clearly tanking. That's what I'm saying. I look at this and go, but for what? Kyler's done. I don't, I don't know how they're going to extricate themselves from this. Do you think there's a team out there that would take Kyler? No. Well, I do. That's crazy I to do. say. Of course. Of course somebody would, t- right. someone would take him. But now keep in mind, Kyler got his job after they had taken Josh Rosen first round. So they're not immune <laughs> to this. Yeah. <laughs> Fail fast, man. We should have known the moment he wasn't he was playing the Call of Duty that there might have been an issue, and right. then that once they he lost his coach, it was going to happen. But I don't. What else is left there? Because if you're an NFL team looking to get a little depth, I if this isn't it, right? I no. feel like there's more to come. Yeah, uh, but I would tell Dak and CD and Gallup and Cooks. And Pollard, Isaiah Simmons is a dog. Look the Giants, Giants got a great pickup in Isaiah uh, Isaiah Simmons. DeAndre Hopkins said as much. DeAndre spent a couple years with them in Arizona. Was he Clemson? Was he a part of that team that that Sunshine was talking about? Rudy, I don't know. Isaiah Simmons, he was on Clemson, right with uh, with Sunshine. You know what? I do. Yeah, remember. bowling ball. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's a dog. Watch out, Dallas offense, Philly offense. You know, when we look at the Giants, go get do something, and now it is the season. This is cut down time. We're going to see a lot of movement uh, over the next week. As, you think so? Uh, okay. Well, oh, well, yeah. Cut in wide, general, yeah. we're going to see a lot of movement just because a lot right. of names are going to go across the ticker being released. But that means that there's going to be some guys picked up. But Pledger w- was talking about what the Texans did uh, and making a move and going and getting a tackle. That was a high depth, yeah, and got some depth. That was a high draft pick that just hadn't panned out. I, you know, the story's uh, you know a thousand times old, and I don't know the guy's name. But the point of the of the, the of the move was with with pledge was why don't the Cowboys think like that? Why didn't they do? Why didn't they go shopping well, and then this fire sale? It seems I don't know. Like there's there's a fire sale with the Cardinals. Uh, getting Simmons for a seventh seems like a no brainer, whether you need him or not. You know what no, I mean? that's a great deal. So, what is it? It's obviously a mentality thing. Right. Uh, we we plan our work, we work our plan, we don't do this. We like, or or you could just like your team. Well, but yes, and but isn't that the problem though? The arrogance of ignorance. Like we like our team, but we're not even going to ask. We're not even going to look. Look, only reason why, and I and we'll ask our Jared Choi this. He's coming up at about seven thirty-five. Mm-hmm. We'll ask him, why didn't I? It's like storage wars. Like, hey, you know what? Go buy the storage unit. Make a bid. Have your number. Like, hey, you know, I'm going to go to this storage unit, right. and I'm going to go to the storage unit. I got a six-round pick in my pocket and a seventh-round pick in my pocket. If I can't afford anything, I leave the storage unit. Right, Rob? Well, my mentality would be, if Especially I had a seventh-round Especially if offensive linemen are available. Well, the way I look at it, if I have a seventh-round pick, even if I got five defensive linemen, I know what Isaiah Simmons is. I've watched him play. Mm. And I got a seventh rounder that I can use next year for a dude that has gone against sophomores. 
Right. Or I can go and go get a guy who's <laughs> just a couple years older who's done it. Well, when you I say would it never like, have a seventh round pick. I'd when be you like say Belichick. It like that, I said like, sophomores. When you say it like that, it's like, damn, you kind of make sense. <laughs> you know, I know what you're saying. Yeah. So I'm like, I, I, I don't think I would ever pass that up. And I don't know if that's a reflection of the CBA and the way the the salary cap works, but right. it seems to me I'm on Pledger's side here that this is why aren't the Cowboys more involved in these. Late training camp, early cut, early gets because you, there you, are, you know that if you waited, Thomas or Simmons was going to be cut. I'll tell you why. But you just got him because on paper, the Giants and the Texans are not February teams. The Cowboys are. I, I agree with that on paper, but on paper means nothing. But on paper, the Cowboys are better than the Giants. I don't, I don't think I think Dak has an eight-game winning streak against the Giants. It's two different. It's, you know, the teams are in two different spaces in their lives. But there is this arrogance of we're good enough, and I think. But there's also the arrogance of I know what we got. You bring it up, and I yeah. think like when you look at we saw it last night. I don't care what year it is. I don't care what quarterback it is. When I watch the Pittsburgh Steelers, they're going to have three really good wide receivers, and always. And a really good defense. Not really good, but at least, a, at worst, good. Yes. Um, why? And I think that the Steelers, whoever scouts for them, has an eye. That guy just knows NFL wide receiver talent and can find them in any round you ask. You know? And I think the Cowboys have a, a scout group that they feel like, with especially on offensive line, that we got an eye. Right. Trust me, these guys are good enough. Whether they're getting the accolades or what you're being told or seen from others, they're good enough. We know what we're doing here. So I think this is a good question. Like when you name a team, what do you think of? When you name yeah. when I name the Steelers, what do you think of? Do you think defense? What do you think? What comes to mind is Tomlin. When you name okay, the Steelers, I think Mike Tomlin, and because it's Tomlin, I think defense. So when I say the Cowboys, what comes to mind? It still will be. I don't think there is one thing that comes to mind yet. Right well, now with this particular team, right? What they don't have mind? an identity. That's what I'm the, saying. The, what is that? What is their identity? Is it defense now that they've well, led the league in takeaways two years in a row? Here's is the it, problem with Micah, this? what is it? Is it Micah? No, the problem with the, the identity thing is whenever you hear a coach say uh, complimentary football, that means I don't want an identity. Okay. You know what I mean? I want to play complimentary football. We're all equally involved in the success of the team. That's how it, when I hear that. Now, I think what we should be talking about is the defense. We should be bringing that up. I think they I think they have the opportunity to just be that. To be especially with the emergence of Micah. I think they have the opportunity with it. when we say Dallas, you think of their defense. But how long or will we ever do that? Till we do that, I think it. I think it's already started. I just think we don't want to go all the way. I think people don't want to jump all the way in the boat. Let me tell but you, but they've been a really good. Again, if you hold a team in their building to under twenty points, you are supposed to win that football game. 
<laughs> that defense played well in that yes. game. But what's the storyline? The failed quarterback in offense. And that's what it'll be with So this. is that what comes so to mind? So how could it be? So what will the true face will be if the defense is so good that they're bailing out the offense, that they are doing Chicago. Well, that's not a good equivalent. But they're, they are winning because of the D, and the offense is just keeping them there. The Ravens. The Micah said they want to be the 2,000 Ravens, the which is The storyline will be... That Dak is Flacco. That's, they won't even talk about the defense. And there's nothing wrong with that. Well, that's what I'm telling you. So how can we say that's the face of the team when I know when the success that this team could get because of the defense will be about the failure of Dak, not the success of the D. Unless, of course, Micah no. is doing now, something. Now, that's just flat-out hate. Well, that's But what I know I what you're expect. saying, though. I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm not sure we can ever define what the, the quantity of the Cowboys is other than they're the Cowboys. Or is the identity Jerry? That's what I'm saying. They're the Cowboys and everything that that means, however gotcha. you define it. It's kind of like porn, whatever Whoa. whatever it is. Jesus. I don't we know what it is, but all I don't want to see it. Adult mega place and porn all in one segment. See, that's what uh, you did think, in the mornings. Good Lord. What's going on with, it, the, with R&R? Well, it's Friday. It is. It's Friday. And, you know, RJ's coming. RJ is on the way, and uh, according to Don Kleiman, the Colts have rejected a trade offer from the Dolphins for Jonathan Taylor. And Rob, you said this all day yesterday at SA Cardhouse. He's going to be a Colt. He's going to be a Colt. So why are they acting like they want to trade him then? Let's see, what is it, the, the saying, if you love him, let him go? <laughs> and if it's meant it's to be, love. he'll come back. Yeah. They didn't take the, they let him go, but there's a little kite string attached to his ankle. They're going to go, he's going to go find out what they know. But people are offering. They are. The Eagles are still offering. You said you weren't scared. He's going to get a raise. He's going to get a raise. I don't know, man. Ursay's a Ursay's a petty, yeah, he's loud a petty mouth. Idiot. Yeah, okay. I didn't want to go he's there. A petty, but, but since you said it, yes, he is an idiot. Trust fund baby. Is he a trust fund? Baby? Oh yeah. I His wish daddy I was. made all the money, man. He didn't do any of this. I wouldn't mind of you know waking up to ten, so, twenty yeah, million. He's just born on third base. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, no, I, I, I'm in this. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. But he does understand the game. But he, he, he's weird. Ursay's weird. That's why, so. That's why I don't know if he's going to get a raise because this guy's a little – he's wired a little bit differently. And I use wired very loosely. And it's – you know, the thing is, if it was just left his devices, yeah, Taylor would be gone. But I, th- right. I think the structure of the NFL and that unwritten written memo in invisible ink that says thou shalt not sign running backs for a lot of money for a long time right. is still in play. And they yeah. know that. Just like the Ravens knew about Lamar. Yeah, go look. Good luck. But shout out to the Dolphins, man. You know, when you're chasing – again, when you're chasing the Colts, I don't feel like the answer is defense. I, not the Colts. When you're chasing the Chiefs, the answer is not defense. The answer is how do I? I have to be able to score more Rudy, because you're not gonna. You are not gonna but ever you get to can't. the. You can't. That's the. Pro, <laughs> you, why try? No, that's what I'm saying. Can't. Like that's what Philly did. Philly was like Philly had a really really good defense. Mahomes comes out and drops over thirty on them. So you're not gonna stop Mahomes. So all you can do is pray you get the ball last, <laughs> and that you're close. So uh, props to the Dolphins. Like, hey, Josh Jacobs, Josh Jacobs. No? All right, cool. We'll go and try to get Jonathan Taylor. Nope, Jonathan I like teams that are aggressive, especially when you're in a division that they're in. Look at their division, speaking of the Dolphins. And then you look across the country at what you got to deal with with Patrick Mahomes. Props to the Dolphins. Well, Even at least it. You got to at least try, man. Well, you know what? They are the definition of what you're talking about. You got to at least you got to outscore Patrick because you ain't stopping him. I'm on the other side of the boat, man. I really am, bro. How do you? How do I stop Patrick I don't Mahomes? Know how, Rob? I've watched it long enough to know 
I'm not as fast as that dude. I know, so I got to score more. Well, I'm, what I'm saying is there's no way I can because as fast as I score, he scores again. Well, they did lose to the Colts last year. At when Mahomes is dialed <laughs> and in. And they almost lost to the Texans. I can't keep up with him. And, I, and the other what side of it is you can't defend him either. But yeah. I would rather take away 10 guys and just play him alone. What do you mean by that? Defensively. I'd, oh, I'd rather... Just drop? I'd rather defensively scheme not to take away two See, the of Super his Bowl, weapons. The Super Bowl was 38-35. The, I get where the Eagles... Like, the uh, Eagles... Who did the Eagles give up 38 to this season? I Nobody think the, I last think season. I think if the turf was in place, that team would have gotten run by. I, I just... Oh, gotcha. I don't think that you can keep up with them because you keep giving them the ball back. At some point, you're going to have to stop it. So then you're saying they're going back-to-back. I think well, unless until the dude comes up with the 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 Mahomes rules, whatever that is. But I can't continue. It costs too much too. It's too expensive to keep up yeah, offensively. That's but fair. You, but I will say this: you're right. Miami is the only team that agrees that is all in on the only way we're going to beat these guys. Anybody is, of it, Cooks, Jacobs, Taylor. They tried to get all three. I love it. His name is R.J. Rudy J. That's one of them. Or Roel. It's a Roel, and he is coming next. He had a tropical storm come over his head over the weekend. I hope he's okay. I'm sure he's just fine. It's time for the RJ Ochoa Show. Go get your popcorn. We'll be right back. This is R&R on 941 San Antonio Sports Star. It's the RJ Ochoa Show on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. What's going on in Jerry's world? What's the latest from Cowboy Camp? Find out right here, Friday mornings at 7.30 and 9.30 with the manager and editor-in-chief of Blogging the Boys, RJ Ochoa. Here's Robin Rudy. Yes, here we are. This is R&R waiting for the RJ Ochoa. I can't see him. That's Rudy J. I'm Rob. Welcome aboard R&R as we uh, sojourn oh, on, our, <laughs> on our regular what? visit with R.J. Ochoa, Rock the Mic champ, <laughs> blogging the boy guy. And ah, there it is. All around. There we go. This is the setup no. that we should have if We're you're watching our, our YouTube feed. This is how we do things. Hey, morning, R.J. How are you? I'm doing well. It's great. I'm doing well. It's great to be with you all. I was telling Pledge right now, uh, we got a new puppy last night. So, Did you uh, really? My house. That's unfortunate. Yeah, I was in, I was actually inspired by Rob, who has puppy fever. I do. Uh, so um, I uh, we have a new puppy. Uh, she's a girl, so we've named her Lady Bear to go along with Bear. Um, and so um, it's it was a bit of what? a rambunctious Hold sort on. of night. What what, what kind of puppy is it? What? Rescue. She's a cat. She's a Cavapoo, so she's a little toy, uh, so that my <laughs> son can can play with her and smush her face. Uh, so what she, exactly uh, a cav? What I don't know what the mix is. Uh, half King of Trump Cavalier, half Poodle. So she's, I mean, she's tiny. Like we, we've all eaten, you know, Subway sandwiches bigger than her. I mean, like she is really little. Um, is she brown? So, is she uh, kind of a tan yeah. color? She's, I would say like, um, like the right kind of caramel brown. You I can I mean? see. Like we're looking at the photos up here and, uh, yeah, that's, that's a awesome, that's, a, that's an ugly dog. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Uh, man, I'm envious. Um, I mean, I'm Enjoy the puppy but, feet. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, I'm sure that there will be a puppy in Robbie T's life. There's one imminent, we hope. All right, let's talk about what we're going to see tomorrow night. Are we going to see anything tomorrow night? No. 
I think um, I might as well simul stream the puppy. Like, I think you get more entertainment out of that. Well, there's got to um, be something. I mean, how many jobs are at stake? Two, three? I think that's being generous. Really? I, mean, I think, well, especially, it, it's an unfortunate reality, but, but it's a, a generally inevitable one that injuries will happen the way that they did last week. Um, and so, you know, True. again, while, while you, you don't ever want that, they, they do sort of naturally sort some things into place. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of the things that was a little bit, you know, up for contention was the, the you know, kind of fourth tight end. Who was it going to be? Was John Stevens Jr. going to play somebody out of a job? Obviously, he tore his ACL, so now he's kind of this IR. I wouldn't call him stash because he tore his ACL, but, but he's on injured reserve and, and, and on ice until next year. So those – anything that, you know, I and, and go to blogoftheboys.com, but anything that Absolutely. really was dramatic – um, you know, kind of lost its steam over the course of the last week. So everything really is pretty chalk right now. Um, RJ, why didn't the Cowboys, you know, get a six-round pick, a seventh-round pick, and go by the storage auction that was the Arizona Cardinals just to shop around, just to shop around? I mean, I, again, I'm not saying that there's any holes, and I know they like their team, but when there, when there's a fire sale like that going on, why not grab a sixth and a seventh and just go shop a little bit? I mean, I really like Isaiah Simmons, and I think everybody does. But but I think he's um, like we have in my house this like it's not a couch, it's not a futon, it's like a display seat that nobody really sits on, and we've moved it I don't know how many times like to so many different places. Like, mate, let's put it here now, and let's kick it over there for six months, um, and and that's kind of. What, what Isaiah Simmons is. Like, I can't you know, believe like, you just said that yeah. about Isaiah Simmons. He's, he's, what a great uh, analogy. That is so perfect. Yeah, <laughs> we don't know what the hell to do a, with him. He's a pass rusher. He's a linebacker. But in Dan Quinn's defense, isn't that what Dan Quinn likes, RJ? Okay, well, what what pass rusher isn't going to – like, go back to the roster. Man. Uh-huh. Like, are, we, are, we booting, are we booting Dante well, Fowler from the no. team? Are we are, are you know are we are we booting Izzy Mukwamu from the team? Like, okay, RJ, I, I agree with this particular one, but is it a mentality with the Cowboys that they just don't do this anyway? That late season, late preseason, cut weekend, get a guy before anybody else can, late kind of trades. That's just not something that the Cowboys have traditionally done. You know, um, that's not entirely true. It, it was in two thousand and eight that they or maybe 17 um that right at roster cutdowns they flipped late round picks to the cincinnati Bengals for a cornerback benay ben wickery um to the packers and mike mccarthy incidentally for i believe it was dayton jones um so they're not above that okay I mean, and, you know we it was a different set of circumstances but early in the 2015 season after tony romo got hurt they flipped the pick for matt Cackle. well that's different when okay De- that's out of need De- yeah when but it was still really early, and like that's my point. They don't really have a need, and well, you know, I mean, anywhere. But and they don't traditionally even, you know, like we were talking about loot and pillage a burning building. I mean, it's just not something that they traditionally I've seen them do. I mean, I agree with that generally, but to be fair, neither have the Giants and the Cowboys. Right. Like, you know, I, I would love to kill them for you know anything, like to have fun with it, but. Um, I mean, in 2019, they flipped a six-round pick to the Dolphins for Robert Quinn, and that worked out really well because then he signed a big contract with Chicago. They got the contract. That is a, that's it. the like, best point you've made, and that was what 19. So that hadn't been that long ago. And and then later that like right before the trade deadline that year, they did the same thing for Michael Bennett. Um, they flipped the pick with New England. That didn't work out as well. 
Um, <laughs> but I mean, they're, they're not above that, I guess. They're, they're not, you know, I, I think there are teams that historically don't do that at all. The Giants were kind of one of them. Um, but you know, they, they have, you know, they have some open square footage in, in the floor plan. And so they're like, hey, give us the weird looking couch. Like, it'll go great right here in the reading room. Who's going to this RB2 thing? I asked Rob earlier, RJ, I was like, do you think Cincinnati radio and New York radio and LA radio is really talking about RB2 as much as we are? If there is something here, who wins the battle? I mean, it depends how you evaluate the position. And I think Cincinnati radio maybe does it differently right. uh, because of what's going on. Although if you're in Cincinnati, I don't know if they're allowed to speak to RB1. Um, oh. and Joe Mixon. And, and <laughs> no, they're not. No, so, they're uh, not. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a different thing. Um, but, you know, Deuce Vaughn isn't in contention because Deuce Vaughn is RBX. Like, he's yes. got a number. Yes. In table. It's I like very that. Different. I like that. Um, so if, if, I, if, if Tony Pollard's unavailable to me and somebody has to carry the ball, call it 15, 17 times, it's Rico Daddle. I don't think there's any close. I know he fumbled against the, the Jaguars. I know he missed the, the block on, on the punt against the Seahawks. I don't care. All, all of that is incidental to me. Special teams, I mean, they matter, but they don't matter. Like, it, what, what matters to me as Rico Dattel is concerned is how he contributes on offense. And he's proven to be the best true ball carrier outside of Tony Pollard, and that's the most important thing. And pass pro as well. Would you say he's, number, he's leading the pack at pass pro? I saw this take, and I think it was Bob Sturm, um, the great Bob Sturm, so I want to give him credit for it. Um, he quoted somebody, we have become so hyper-aware of pass protection as far as what running backs can do because the Cowboys shoved down our throat that that's what Zeke was a lead at. You know, we never, ever right. cared about that before. <laughs> right. and, and, and it was like the, the only drum they could bang that, you know, and I, no disrespect to Zeke, but, you know, people are like, well, what's Deuce Vaughn going to do in pass protection? I don't know. Run out to the flat and catch a screen pass and run up for 45 yards? Yeah, that's yeah. how he's going to handle pass protection. That's RJ like Ochoa. Uh, a couple questions. First of all, the injuries. Three ACLs in a week. Uh, one time, two times, three times. Do you think there's going to be some internal discussion as to drills or prep or anything like that? Because that, that is an extraordinary number. Yeah, I mean, and three rookies. Right. I mean, you, you could you could argue that yeah, there's a lot there. I mean, you know, um, three really interesting stories. I don't know how much you you both know about David Durden. Um, the Athletic d- does a profile every year leading up to the draft. It's called Prospect X, um, and and they kind of interview a player as they're going through the process and get these like intimate details about it all, and then after the draft, reveal who it was. And it was Durden this year, so it was really, really? cool, really cool story. Um, but I mean, yeah, it's, it's a weird coincidence and, and right now it's difficult to chalk it up. To and in fact it is. But you're right. Yeah. I, I think there is, you know, I mean, just right now realizing that they're all rookies, um, two of them are drafted rookies. If you, you know, include John Stevens Jr. There, um, I mean, it's, it's interesting. I mean, and it, it's, it's also football. It's also weird crap happens, weird things happen. Um, if you're a believer in, in curses, last week was in Seattle, uh, the preseason, you know, games oh, in Seattle have generally ended in some sort of heartbreak for Cowboys fans. Oh, um, pe- people are kind of superstitious when it comes to preseason games in Seattle at this point. All right, let, before, uh, Sam Williams, real quick, uh, <laughs> uh, your thoughts on Jerry's response about his maturation and his uh, uh, anything to see here, or is the NFL going to come sniffing around? 
this was a weird week for Jerry Jones. Um, the Ring of Honor stuff, I thought, was really yeah. We're gonna get there. Kind yeah. of par for the course. Um, I mean, his comments on Sam Williams are like, I mean, I, they just kind of are what they are. Um, <laughs> I've, I've told uh, you this before, Rob. Uh, I don't think I've explained to you. Really. I live my life by something called the Purple Pants Rule. If okay. You gave me a job, and you said, "Hey," and, and you gave me a job. You said, "Hey, I'll pay you all this money, whatever." Here's your contract, and in the contract it says. You can't wear purple pants to work on Wednesdays. Um, that's a dumb rule. Um, but if it's in the contract and I sign it and I know that, and then I wear purple pants to work on Wednesdays, I can't sit here and be like, this rule is so stupid. I mean, right. it's, it's a rule that I agreed to abide by. And so um, I, I'm certainly not chastising Sam Williams. It's, it's a serious thing, um, you know, in a literal sense. And, and he's, he's ha- he has a track record, obviously, not mm-hmm. just in the NFL, but dating back to his time at Ole Miss. Right. So, I mean, I know Jerry, Jerry's – this is peak – if you believe in Jerry Jones, the character, like the WWE-ness of it all, we're at the peak season for that. Like with, with the, <laughs> the regular season about to begin, like he is really kind of feeling himself um, and obviously announced all the changes to the stadium, which are because they want to host some World Cup matches in three years. I hope so they, they got to add some glitz and glamour to the building. They won't add curtains, though. No, no curtains. No curtains. As you said, Wilson gets you to get blinded. But, RJ, you have enough followers to get a response from Brandon Jacobs. Would you remind him how many interceptions Eli threw each year while he played alongside of him. Has Brandon Jacobs lost his mind, or was there some truth to what he was saying? Um, I didn't even see what Brandon Jacobs Oh, really? Oh, this is brand new and fresh. Yeah. Yeah, well, well let's, let's, let's. James will dig this up. Yeah, James will dig Dallas it up. Let's go. Got his, on his last contract. He'll be a backup after this contract is over with. I don't see Dallas bringing him back with that type of money. And once you've made that type of money, you know, that Dak is making, you don't get two like that. You, you don't get two like that after all those interceptions and turnovers that you've had, you know, that you've thrown, you know, throughout the last three or four years. So, I mean, I don't, I don't see, I don't see, I see Daniel Jones' window being better, being, uh, uh, being a lot higher than that Prescott, you know, just given the fact that the age that he's been playing and he's almost more than his contract. And I, I, I don't see Cowboys bringing him back at that type of money. And I think he'll be a backup elsewhere. There you have it, Brandon Jacobs. So you want to tweet him? Because I don't have 80,000 followers to get a response. He's going to look at my follower list and be like, he's not worthy. You got enough followers where he might have to respond to you, RJ. Well, first of all, you're the one who netted <laughs> Micah Parsons um, in terms of some sort of clapback on social media, not me. Um, but, I mean, look, I respect the hustle uh, in the media game. Oh, okay. Uh, so I, 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 I respect uh, trying to have a post-football career, potentially. I, I don't know what Brandon Jacobs – I'm not levying any accusations here. Um, it was a hot take it, that was going to yeah, fall like, flat. I, I, I'm, I'm not trying to play some sort of victim here, but I obviously, I would think, have a lot of experience in this world. And this offseason has been by far the, the most – you know, absurd when it comes to the polarization of Dak Prescott. Yeah, for sure. It, it has reached a, a different boiling point. And some of it is that there are louder, bigger national shows now that provide opportunities for players like this. And my belief is that these networks, they want that take, they want that clip, they want that popping off. Um, because I, I believe in Dak Prescott. But even if you don't, like, that's just, that's absurd. Like, there's, <laughs> there's zero logic to support that in any way. Yeah, there that. you go, RJ. Um, let's get into the uh, Ring of Honor. Yes. So, it, of course, he's going in. I'm Who talking about. Yeah, I'm talking about where. Oh, I mean, of course. I okay. mean, of course, I he didn't was know going who in. Talking about. Okay, go ahead. Um, but of course, he's going in. Could have been, and everybody with bated breath 
course he's going in. But he's not. Or is he? What do you think of going on and how embarrassing did you, you – you termed it as embarrassing, I think you said. Yeah, I mean, DeMarcus Ware, obviously like, – there, this is a, for multiple things are true. DeMarcus Ware deserves a spot in the ring of honor. He of course. deserves it immediately. Um, nobody is upset about DeMarcus Ware getting his rightful place in the ring of honor. Um, what's unfortunate and, and embarrassing and really petulant is that, that this has become about something else. Like, you know, and it's unfortunate for DeMarcus Ware that in, in what should be a moment of glory and praise and happiness and, and gratitude, um, that this Jimmy Johnson shadow looms so large. And it's unfortunate that everybody has to deal with that. You know, and people get like, why are you asking these questions? Why do you care? It, well, it's a relevant thing. It is. I mean, so like this is this is this just kind of, you know, left foot that, that is in the middle of everything that is happening here. And there's just there's no logical explanation. And, you know, I said this on my podcast on Thursday. I really wanted to believe that two years ago, Jerry Jones was genuine when he said in the lead up to Jimmy's enshrinement of the Hall of Fame that he would be going under the ring of honor. A lot of people, you know, I thought pessimistic people at the time said, look, he's just trying to upstage him. And I, I tried to give him the benefit of the doubt. But I mean, with two years worth of hindsight now, it's difficult to ascertain anything else that, that Jerry just wanted a moment and wanted all the headlines that Jimmy was going to go into the ring of honor. I thought his answer about I wanted to put a player in was the most childlike thing. It, it was like playing a board game with a kid. And it was like, no, well, I actually get to roll twice in a row. Right. Bacon rolls up on the fly. Like it was so silly and ridiculous. I, am I wrong in saying I feel like the, the triplet should be more demonstrative in Jimmy's favor? And louder. I think they I, have been. Okay. I, 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 see, mean, I just didn't feel like it was loud enough because, I, I mean, I see Michael Irvin sweating profusely on first take, screaming and yelling. I feel like I would like to see that same energy from him for Jimmy John and Jimmy Johnson's behalf for the Ring of Honor. I think they, they all are pretty vocal. Oh, okay. And I, okay. I, would, I, I wouldn't limit it to just them. I, I would extend it to, you know, their teammates. I mean, Brent Woodson's been vocal. Tony Casillas has been vocal. Um, I mean, everybody who, who Ken Norton Jr., I mean, everybody has said Jimmy absolutely deserves it. And that's like, you know, I, I think obviously the, the most important person, the most relevant person here is Jimmy, and he deserves it. And, and the hypocrisy of all this, I mean, there's really only one person being hypocritical, but as people say, you know, Chuck Howley goes into the Hall of Fame, and, and he's, he's obviously, you know, an, an elder gentleman and dealing with his own medical issues. And people say, like, you know, we've got to stop this. We've got to get people in there sooner so they can experience it. Their right. families can experience it. So there isn't this bittersweet element to it. And, I mean, you know, all, everyone's days are numbered. And so you, you really – it would be such a shame for anyone to not get to enjoy that honor. And beyond Jimmy, which is who, who's obviously the most important person here, I think about, like, my dad. I think about, you know – like uncles i think people who who loved those cowboys who that's a great who point experienced tr- transformative parts of their life with those cowboys great as kind point. of the bedrock of their sports fandom and they deserve that right like you know i think about the triplets and the, the players who played and the coaches and the staffers and the the stadium workers and the the people who lived in dfw or whoever like everyone deserves that it was so awesome to see it has been awesome to see the likes of timmy and manu and tony get their honor, you know, it, it, when they have, and it's always this kind of great grand ceremony. And that feels like something that as fans you deserve. And so it's just really sad that everyone is being denied that opportunity because of whatever you want to call it, petulance or arrogance or pride or whatever. I think he's proven That's a great point. I don't think he's going to put him in until, in, until or unless uh, he wins another ring. 
That's the only I mean, bear quote. That, I, I, I can't yeah. see any other reason to wait. There's something deep people in his say soul. That, people say that he wants to put himself in first. Um, I mean, it's just... <sighs> that would be bad. It's, it would be bad. I mean, and I, I think it... I've, I've mentioned this many times before. Um, so when you enter the Hall of Fame, you, you get a Hall of Fame ring, and generally your team honors you at halftime of the game. Right. That will happen apart from the Ring of Honor ceremony for DeMarcus Ware. Um, but Jerry Jones himself, when, when he went into the Hall of Fame, he, and, and Jimmy did have this moment, to be clear, but Jerry's moment was halftime of the Eagles game in 2017, which at the time was the biggest loss the Cowboys had ever had at AT&T Stadium. So, and, like, like, think about that. Like, this is a, a building that is so, like, synonymous with Jerry Jones, and it was against the team's arch On their way towards winning their first Super Bowl in franchise history, blew them out worse than anyone ever had in the building on the night that he was celebrated for going into the Hall of Fame. Like the poetic, I hate to call it justice because I hated everything about it, but the poetic sort of, if you believe in karma, karmic justice of that was really profound. Hey, RJ, when we're all yelling and screaming, I kind of come to you to see if I need, if we need to calm down. There's nothing to see here. Brandon Cooks, pilot license <laughs> i mean jerry was jerry legit like i haven't seen the video i've only seen the the transcript was jerry legit mad about this and like like what 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 do you make of all this brandon cooks and taking the team up on his plane and stuff maybe i'm getting old but like when i saw the video <laughs> I, I i quote tweeted it and i was like this is awesome yeah oh, like, are you serious was, there's anything you to didn't see get that here. I, you didn't under, you that's like and, what you we got players that they're not allowed to ride motorcycles but you want them to be able to fly that's planes different planes are different <laughs> no it's so, not it, go ahead rj it was it's cool got a parachute and, and par- Part of what was cool was like it was like man that's badass like Micah Parsons is hanging out with with Stephon Gilmore and Brandon Cooks like he's he's learning from them like that that was honestly where my mind was and then I got all these responses that was like <laughs> what hand grenade cool. they're all this gone ter- yeah like this is terrifying and I get that like I I mean it's it's why like I in a similar way I suppose it's why like I don't want any starters to play in their preseason like we've come this far right you know whatever the season's so important. Um, so this is not quite the purple pants roll, but this is like, hey, I brought a tiger into the office. That's like That's Pledge said. Contract, but, uh, yeah, like you, you can't know. play in the preseason game, but you could take three starters in a plane. <laughs> it's just an airplane. We're not talking. This is on the side of a mountain. It's an airplane. I, it, it's not. I, I don't get the. Ups- Jerry was upset. I. I, I and of all the people, how many times you up in a copter or a swag plane? I mean, of all the people who would get the fact that you're safer up there than you are speeding around in a Corvette at 95 in a 30. No, that's fair. I mean, at the end of the day, he, they they weren't doing anything. They, it wasn't like a joy ride. Like, they, it wasn't illegal. You know, like, <laughs> right. he's a licensed pilot. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Like, so, um, like, he's technically, like, the, the people who are in charge of, like, the, I don't know, like, the Federal Aviation Committee or whoever have deemed that Brandon Cooks is, you know, eligible to fly planes. So that's all that was happening here. But I understand that the pushback, um, that I guarantee you that we will see way less of Brandon Cooks on social <laughs> yep. media for a while because they are like – He was already sucks. quiet, so RJ. Have fun. Hey, um, yeah, I mean, it's whatever. Just in case he has the yips – do you like Trey Lance? Just in case Dak has really has the yips, you like Trey Lance at all? I don't. I've really? never seen him play, RJ. It's I've never right. seen him play. Did you I hear the no response? Any time you bring up Trey Lance, people go. 
Go, go ahead. I mean, start with the exhale. Just wow. in case. I mean, I just feel, in case. He's on a rookie deal. I feel badly for Trey Lance because this has been really awkward for him. He <laughs> yeah. obviously made up made a lot of money to, to put up with some awkwardness. And, and so some people would say that they would gladly deal with the awkwardness. But, um, but no. Um, I, I really, more than anything, sighed because we almost made it the full show without Rudy saying something ridiculous. Uh, but of course, Rudy has to ruin it. I How mean, about like, Philly we're getting all Taylor? A time. Oh, my bad, RJ. You know I had to. I mean, look, I like Jonathan Taylor a lot, and I know everybody loved him at Wisconsin, and he's a cool dude. And I think that there's a lot of people rooting for the running back to, like, in general, to like get a win uh, because the position has been so devalued. But Jonathan Taylor was not a great player last year. Mm. Um, like, I do think that there are some people that are, are just like, Jonathan Taylor's available. Like, Brandon Jacobs is coming out of retirement. What? Like, we, we, let's get him on the team. Like, um, I, and I, I just, I don't know. Like, I, I want nothing to do with this. So, if Philly wants to trade for Jonathan Taylor, by all means, like, cool. Like, they don't I, scare I, you? I, that wow. Wouldn't scare me. I mean, it would. I mean, it would. It would perk me up a little bit in my chair. I'd be like the the video game meme, you know. Like, I was just chilling. Now I'm taking a little bit more serious, but. Um, but I'm not like panicking, freaking out, smashing the glass again. You know, he's, if he's this great, and I don't mean to do the, like, if he's so great, how come no one's traded for him yet? But right. he's not, like, no, you can, you could have rushed for, you could have literally been the league's leading rusher last year and not been valued by the team that employed you and the coaching staff that employed you so much that you deserve a new contract in their eyes as evidenced by Josh Jacobs at the Las Vegas Raiders. Truth. That's RJ Ochoa. He's of blogging the boys, a rock the mic champ, and a survivor of the first tropical storm of the season. Uh, did you uh, still manage to get in 18 as it blew over? Yeah, you are. Right? I did not. Um, and I don't see that in my future with the puppy now. Oh, um, yeah. So it's, um, you know, it's just a zoo around here. Um, and the thing is, uh, she, she is brown, like you mentioned, but, and she kind of blends in with our tile. And we don't have a collar on her yet. So she's silent. Um, so, like, I've been almost, like, kicking her Don't around, step like, on her. Like, yeah, like, be like, careful. Punch, like, punching her. Um, I can't see or hear her, basically, at any time. Uh, but if any uh, – actually, Rob, you've had multiple dogs. Do you have a point of advice? Because this is the first time I've ever had two dogs. Um, make sure they get along, number one. No, and, but when uh, they're, tea, when they're <laughs> teacup size, man, be careful. And, Put the and decide now, is that dog allowed on the bed or not, and stick to it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, off the bed, um, yeah, I mean, I think we're good. I think we're off to a good start. Well, you know you're in training weekend. now. Once you get that uh, second dog, you're in training for, you know, the next step child. in life. Yeah, that's just part of the manual, I which mean, you haven't received yet. That's That makes sense. Uh, I guess I'll check my spam folder, see if that came in somewhere no. uh, along the way. But it has to be hand-delivered. Um, that's the thing. You know, you mentioned, though, this tropical storm. That was such a nice day, like, where, where we live. Like, it was just rainy and cloudy and kind of fall breezy. It was such a tease. Like, we, we were like, boom, fall's here, light the candles, get the decorations out, we're good to go. And then the next day, it was 100 degrees and humid. Like, when it, I, I'm sick of this. Like, we're all sick of this. Like, we have come Agreed. to a worldwide agreement that the heat needs to leave. Like, there is nothing, literally nothing, that we can agree on as a, as a planet. But we are all on the same page here. Like, this is stupid. Enough of it. I'm tired. That's a man with a new dog. RJ Ochoa. Enjoy the rest. Love you, brother. Hey, we'll talk to you next week. Y'all have...
the best weekend ever, or I'll be pissed. Coming back, 8 o'clock means uh, college football. It's almost here. The Irish are in Ireland, and that just begins the weekend. I can't wait. College football next. You're on R&R, and this is 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh, my God, it's early. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake me up. Rob Thompson. Ginobili the other way in transition to the five. Oh, 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 I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about this, Cowboys? Yeah. each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. This is R&R on a Friday. He's Rudy, I'm Rob. In for Easy e who is working the late shift on uh, Friday Night Football, uh, is James Pledger. Look very closely at him, because this is a man who is capable of being in two places at one time. Physically, he is standing inside the glass box of fun. Mentally, his toes are in the sand. But... To be a producer slash engineer, you got to be a multitasker. If you can't multitask, you can't. You ain't gonna be. You ain't gonna last long on well, that side getting, of the glass. Well, his, his multitasking is getting bossy. Yeah, but you got to remember. He's trying to get out of here. Remember I, I, who he's been alongside. Of. I know the most bossy person in the world. See, this Jason is, Minix. Well, this is we're low key in the morning, man. We're laid back. We're, we're laid not back. too. We ain't, we ain't too high strung. We're not trying to. Do nothing but get it done. That's fine. He's I'm just, let I want you to take the <laughs> ivory mindset. Take it, don't He's worry acting like about Greg it. Shelton. You're going to do your next that's, day's right now. And- see, that's what happens when you become the hardcore thing. And, you know, James has been in the big leagues upstairs, no, running just, with the big dogs up at the, on the drive time. I shouldn't and now even be here. He's all acting. <laughs> It's all good. It's all good. Let, let him get out of here. Fine. Hey, I want to tell everybody, this will be the first time that we've, I've read this officially on What's air, that? That uh, our golf classic is coming. Is it time? It's time, baby. Monday, October the 2nd. Uh, I've heard the spots for sure. It's on. Uh, going to be at Olympia, Olympia, excuse me, easy for you to say, Olympia Hills at 9 a.m. on October the 2nd. Which means we are not playing, which means we're going to get a golf cart, we're going to ride around, and we're going to take shots from uh, Slackers and Twin Peaks and Rue Pub and everywhere else. It's going to be a lot of fun, as it always is. We love going to Olympia Hills. and uh, You know what? I was about to say something that I've said in the past that has jumped up and bit me right on the analga. What's that? Uh, I called ahead. The weather's going to be fine. I'm not going to say that. (laughs) Don't do that. (laughs) Don't do that. Uh, go to uh, go to SASportsStar.com for all deets uh, to get yourself signed up. We cannot wait to see you. It brought to you by a host of good folks that include the law offices of Jesse Hernandez, Flight by Yingling, Twin Peaks, Renewal by Anderson, Meritage Homes, and don't forget the post party with the Blitz at Slacker's Sports and Arcade Bar, all benefiting, of course, the Lupus Foundation. Thank y'all. Uh, Thank y'all. Appreciate y'all for that. Big the, time. The, the Lone Star chapter. I like that. Yeah, we are the Lone Star State. Don't act like you're. You know what, Rob? I want. I got a bone to pick with you. You're not really hype about college football tomorrow. No, you're not. Should be. Why? Because it's college football. For for, it's. Stop it, Rob. What do you mean? After Navy, okay, Navy Notre Dame. I'll give you in Ireland. That's a thing. 
It's going to be that, crazy cool. You're not going to sit down and watch USC versus San Jose State. Uh, that, <laughs> or you want to see Caleb maybe for a couple quarters. That's a Heisman watch. Okay. I'll give you that game. I'll give you one and a half games. So you can't you can't just <laughs> turn on a game what? and enjoy it for what it is. Okay, so you mean to tell me you want me to sit yes. around and take part in Vanderbilt versus Hawaii or San Diego State versus Ohio. You owe those young men your attention, sir. UMass versus New Mexico State. I bet there's a storyline in there. (laughs) Stop it. That would keep you involved. Stop it right now. Stop it. Hawaii Vanderbilt. Well, Hawaii, yes, because of what they've gone through. I would would tune in to watch it. Interesting. I would tune in to watch Hawaii. Because I'm going to pull for Hawaii this season. That that they've gone through a lot with the fires and everything. No, Rudy, it's not. Sp- <laughs> it's football. I don't know how else. <laughs> yeah, see, you're reaching. I, you don't even know what to say because you know outside of Navy Notre Dame, which even then even- I give about five minutes. But let's be <laughs> let's be real. At least they're playing for something. At least there's no. It's something real. on the line. This time it counts. And it. There is the pageantry no. that only college football offers. I mean, there I is- will watch USC. I do want to see what Caleb looks like. I want to see what the hype's about. I want to see if he can actually repeat. I'm going to watch it. And in the grand scheme, if you're really in the in the weeds, I'm in the weeds. What? Notre Dame has an outside shot. You see, Notre Dame. It started off weird for them last year under their new head coach, and we we're like, "Oh man, is he going to make it through the season?" And then next thing you know. They started getting better, and they started getting better. And, I mean, and at the end of the day, it is Notre Dame. You know, Marcus Freeman struggled to start, to say the least. But he came out He came out alive, right? Yes. Came out alive. It was, uh, he, what did you say? He looks like he's about 30. <laughs> if that. Guy looks great. <laughs> but the, the, the possibility of them getting into the, you know, the championship four, it's very high. High. It's, it's always high at, because they're Notre Dame, at, at, and they're Notre Dame. And at this time in history, it's really important for them to be successful. Why? Because Why do you say that? they are an island. Because they're still independent? They're staying independent. But, but, but if they're independent, why do they got to be successful? I'm confused at, the, well, at your statement. Because they used to rely on the fact that there were at least two priority high blue blood football programs that would schedule football games for them in the future that they would get at least two maybe three opportunities outside the uh notre dame annual rutgers matchup or whatever i mean it would be a chance for them to play usc a a chance to play michigan there was you know these signpost usc florida state that they could schedule games in the future that would give usc the relevance that they had to have in the old voting system Mm-hmm. To keep them at front and center, you, they were a national program, even though they only really played three or four tough games, and the rest were, were you know, yeah, they, you had the Michigan, they so, had USC, Stanford, yeah, that, that was it. Pool of games is drying up. It's gone because those because the schools they played are only playing conference games coming up here soon. So it's incumbent upon them to be successful so that they can draw from but, those schools, and now it's going to be. There, I, I call it the A and M excuse. The A and the A and M excuse is imminent to a lot of schools because you know A and M would always you're asked why aren't you playing this school? Why aren't you playing that school? And you go, we're playing in the SEC. 
Why would I want to? I don't need the tough out, you know, out of conference schedule. Why am I scheduling USC when I got Auburn and Alabama back to back? You know, why? There's no point in us going to the upper echelon. But what? And I think Notre Dame's going to get that response from a lot of these upper echelon schools that they used to get to play. So now it'll become they've got to remain relevant. So the Minnesotas of the world, so the A and M's of the world, will say, "Yeah, we'll play you. We might not be able to beat win our conference, but if we beat Notre Dame, we know that you're relevant enough that that'll count toward us getting in the top eight. Well, I do feel like Notre Dame's in the rare spot as far as where they land if they should ever decide not to be independent. Meaning, I feel like Notre Dame. You know, we all have that one friend that can just show up unannounced and we won't curse him out, like." Wait, man, what are you doing? Like, come on in. Like, but you know, most people you got to call ahead. Notre Dame, I feel like if they called the SEC, if they called the ACC, if they called the Big Ten, if they called the Big Twelve, all four of those conferences would accept them with open arms. Whereas, absolutely, you see what I mean. So they're in that position where yes. they they don't. There's no rush because they can actually pick where they want to go. They but don't have to the, be invited. The problem that they're going to find is, and well, I guess they probably are already in uh, that they'd have to get out of is the contractual obligations for. The conferences and and sports and and the you know the broadcast contracts that they currently yeah. have and the contract that Notre Dame's in and can those meld and there's a, we're getting to a point where there's no return until the next contracts are available to expire and these are like ten and years so we are reaching this tipping point where Notre Dame you either enter you're out for a while although the potential of landing Notre Dame and any of these conferences you know those contracts can be torn up I mean there would be no hindering if it really came to that. But I do think Notre Dame has to remain relevant. They, 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 at this point in time, as we watch, the only other school that could even measure up academically and athletically on the national stage, and I, it's hard for me to say uh, Notre Dame is that school, but they are. I'm, okay. I'm a realist, even though Domer – anyway. The uh, <laughs> Stanford is running to the ACC because they begging, see the same begging. thing. They see uh, we got nobody to play. Right. And we want to stay relevant. So to do that, they're willing to have a travel budget in the that is inconceivable, and, and, and willing to forego their 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 share. Like I understand taking less of a share, Rob, but to take none, I think that died pretty quick. Pretty okay, quick. I, I read that. Say, the, all right, cool. I read that I before so. the the newest things. Okay, good. Hit. So I think that the border regions said, "Hey, we ain't. Yeah. That's money we don't touch, brother." <laughs> So I think that the I think this is more of and what we're talking about is as over the weekend SMU uh, along with Cal and Stanford Cal and Stanford and how SMU has ended up here is a a whole other topic. Uh, lots more steam involved with the opportunity for them to join the ACC. It looks like the ACC might be amenable and uh, it might not be full shares, but right. I think right now those three schools take anything they can get. And the ACC, like I, I, I look. ACC, y'all can act like y'all are y'all matter, and y'all trying to like, well, we'll we'll, we'll get back to you, Calvin Stafford. Look, man, <laughs> y'all are about y'all are about a couple of years from dissolving. Y'all will be the next to be dissolved. So I wouldn't be acting all high and mighty if I was the ACC. It's like, oh well, let's we'll 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 call you back, Stanford. What? What do you mean you call you back? Who the hell are y'all? Who are the ACC to have their noses in the sky? Well, they they play some pretty good basketball there. So does the Big Twelve. So you know, like the, I'll tell you this: the ACC will dissolve before the Big Twelve. The ACC is on deck. 
If there's a if there's a conference that is to die next, it's them. It feels like they would be the the first, especially because the upper echelon were the ones talking about leaving, as far as the football side of things. Right. And football drives the boat. So when you're here in Clemson and Florida State, we're both if there if if we now, could, we would. Yeah, if Clemson and Florida State were to say like, hey, you know, we're gonna head to the south. Well, they said as much. If we could leave, we would. That would be awesome. But that didn't happen. But no, you're and, right. Basketball. I mean, there is Duke is still over there. North Carolina is no, still over we're there. We're talking ACC football, and that brought me back to a story that I have no idea about. Which one? Something we we were talking about uh, a neck injury. Oh yeah. And uh, Sam Howell's name came up. <laughs> now, evidently, at some point, the uh, former North Carolina current commander quarterback. Is this the the Howell we're talking about? No, no, no. no, who, no. who are we talking about? Who's who's the rib guy, Jay? Who's the who are we talking about with a rib? That I this is a story I have no idea. I've never heard this. Former Wake Forest quarterback now transferred to Notre Dame, starting quarterback so th- Sam Hartman. Sam Hartman, right? Yeah. Wasn't so Howell. at some point, he had a rib removed. I know nothing of this, and this is him talking about what he did. Well, anyway, hear this. This is the current quarterback for Notre Dame. Everything transpires in early August, and five weeks later, you're playing football in Nashville, man. What was that five weeks like? Um, it was surreal, I would say. You know, I, uh, I think going to school like Wake Forest, you know, you hear from a lot of these uh, players that come up here, you know, the gratefulness of the, you know, the academic school that they went to, and I think for me, Wake Forest was – Wake Forest Baptist in the medical facilities and uh, my parents that are here that are medical uh, in the medical world um, to have the resources and the, uh, the capabilities to you know diagnose and uh, basically surgically remove a rib um, that's now sitting in my fridge not what? to gross anyone out had to really? drive, had I've to, got ribs in my fridge wait, too wait, but it's not on. it's not mine hang on yeah hang no, on. but it's actually my rib you know <laughs> there's little meat on it too so wait sure. stop 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 so that's for anyone who's eating in the crowd I'm sorry but stop. I'm actually not because I had to drop that you know that's my like you know party fact now for the rest of my life but, you want to see a rib yeah you want to see a rib so I'm going to get it made into a necklace so that's probably I'm going to get it no, I'm serious are you serious about that yeah, Puka Dr. Harbin please please Dr. Harbin Dr. Harbin approved of it please I I didn't know you hadn't heard that. I have no words. There's more to the story, though. Yeah. He's making it into a necklace. The rib is, is good. Uh, it's actually clean. Uh, it looks like a fossil-type uh, deal. Um, it is it is well on its way to becoming a necklace. I think we're about you know a couple weeks out from finalizing it. What do you it, mean? You know, we're just what sure do you mean we, on uh, its way? What does that great mean? Great care of it. And, He's getting it made. Um, make sure that it stays in one piece. No, I Diamond think he's like letting it dry yeah, out. Yeah, I, mean, I think uh, it's getting a lot of disbelief. Of like a lot of my teammates here, it's kind of a um, they don't always know. Um, you, I guess you sometimes assume that people know um, your story and and how much it sometimes gets told, but. Um, it is a fun fact, and guys kind of will be like, there's no way, and then I have to show them the scar, and then um, ultimately they'll ask to see a picture of it, and they immediately regret asking to see a picture of a human <laughs> rib not inside the body. So, yes. Um, but it's good and well. Um, now, wasn't there a rock and roll dude that took his rib out so he could take care of himself? No, I thought he had gerbils. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Marilyn Manson. No, I thought Did he had Marilyn to have Manson do that? his uh, stomach pumped. No. That, oh, that's the I other urban a, he legend. Took, he took a rib out so he could take care of himself. That's what I had heard. I don't know if that's urban legend. <laughs> I don't know. I'd like to meet the doctor that said, well, good enough reason for me. Because, I mean, you still got to have some. 
Still got to have a. You still even the, even with the rib removed, so you still got to go a long way him, to go. Why did he have it taken out? I guess is I he goes hurt or something. He got hurt, and they put it in the fridge, and then now he's going to get diamonds put on it. As soon as it dries out, it's already dry. Why would a rib the, be the, wet? You don't, you don't find that even in the, in the least bit strange. No, not in today's society. <laughs> I mean, Rob, I mean, if you if you had your rib removed, wouldn't you keep it? Like, seriously, like, think it, about that. Like, that's not a normal thing. There is nothing that is currently on the inside of my body that when it comes out that I want to keep. Nothing. If it came out, there's a reason why it's gone. You're and not keeping a rib. Are you serious? Everything in here. How big is a human rib? It's well, not I like a beef rib, right? on the on the on the, the locale. I, I, it wasn't somewhere in the middle. It had to be on the bottom, right? Yeah. So you don't find that in the even the the least. No, bit because odd. I'm thinking if I had a rib removed, I would want to keep it. Now I'm not going to make it. Why would you want to keep it? Because it's a rib. Well, do you keep your toenail clippings? No, your hair. No, I mean it's the is same that, are you thing. Really thinking that a toenail is not a rib? It's pretty close. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Everybody at Smithson Valley well, wore shark tooth yeah. necklaces. What well, do you mean? That's not. We're not from like it's a tooth. We're not from the South Pacific. We're not headhunters. We don't we don't keep this kind of stuff around. I you I, would walk around with with and like I and would proudly make, say you know this used to be in me. I would probably have it in like a little box on display in my like living room or dining room. Seriously, like that's a rib, but, but you, like. What do you mean? That's a rib. It's a. It's. That's. You know what? Right here. This. This is uh, all my big toe clippings. No. Twenty. Not the same thing, bro. It's uh just really a bunch of DNA that came from me. I think we got the YouTube comment. No of the, longer of required. I think we got the YouTube comment of the week. Go back. Uh, Rat Brain Two Ten. Rob says anything that leaves his body doesn't want. His kids are watching the stream. <laughs> hey, that's that's current state of affairs. Back then, it was a gift. See, look, now Julie we're taking G, out the trash. It's cool to have when friends come by. You could be like, "Hey, this is my human rib." That is a that that's a nice okay, little souvenir. I want to put yourself in uh, in the guest. You go, you're over at a guy's house. You, I'm be you kinda, out. You kind of know, not really. And right before dinner, you go. You want to see something really cool? Here, hold this, and you would hand them like you know. This used to be in me. Yeah. This this was my body. Well, see, when you say "in me," you make it sound nasty. <laughs> and it's not. You know, th- this is my rib. What if I had it shaved down to like a knife and I kept it on my hip? So that then you know, well, I would. The moment you showed me that, I <laughs> would know that I was the next victim of what would be a really great podcast of true crime. The moment you showed me the knife that you'd made out of your own rib, I'd know I, I, that I was going to be famous as the next victim of the, I'm just no, the I'm rib knife you, killer. I'm, I'm, I'm keeping it 100. Well, damn, a bill collector's calling me. Um, You're not getting paid. It's not pay week. Uh, it doesn't matter to the, I keep it. the letter's paid. I would keep it. I would keep it. That'd be pretty cool. I don't believe you. I, I, I Being around you, I don't believe you. He said, I think the doctor would go, here, you want this? You're like, what? 
Art Garcia says, I asked my VA surgeon for the gallstones he collected on removing my gallbladder. He, afterwards, the doc said, nah, man, you don't want See? that. Trust but that's me. a gallbladder. That's It's been taken in poop and pee. Like, gallbladder takes in toxins, don't it? What is the gallbladder's purpose? Yes, that's its purpose. So why do we have a gallbladder if we don't need it? We do need it. But if well, why do you stay alive when they remove it? Well, there's other, I don't know. <laughs> exactly. So we don't need it. <laughs> I guess that's true. Maybe there's a, <laughs> we only have one, right? I, far be it me to question God, but I'm just wondering if you can live without the gallbladder, then well, see, what's the purpose? Well, we, you, but also you don't want that. You don't want to see no, that. No, I don't want that. And Knock no on one wood, else I'll, does either. No one. Not now, one person. Now, the gallbladder is a little, art is weird. A rib, I get it, but like intestines, why would you want to keep your intestines? That's different. Is that intestines? I, I is even, it intestines? It's I, inside. I, I barely made it through biology. I have no idea. I didn't make it through biology. I think I took something else. I think I took Kim. And that's the the reason that I, you know, I did make it through biology is one of the questions was, would you keep a rib after it was removed from your body? And I said no, and that was the correct answer. So I've managed to pass. No, I, 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 I like again tooth. No, see teeth. That that that's the same thing, man. That's something that once Bro, it, a tooth once is the same was, as a real human rib. Yeah, because once it's gone, that something bad happened. Once you lose a tooth, something bad. Once you lose a rib, nothing good came caused that. Why I would I want to keep that I around? I think a tooth starts to decay. No. Oh, that's why they they dental records. That's oh, what that's true. one of the last yeah, good things point, you good find. Point, good point. Good point. So, it's the same thing. Would you a, a necklace of your own teeth? No, that's disgusting. So, but it's not to have a. This is my rib bone with a diamond in the middle of it. See it depends what, on how many diamonds you can put. See on what it. I'm. I can dress. I've seen some grills that were nice. I can justify make it into a knife. I can justify that. That is. With the handle, put the little handle on it, bamboo handle. I'll be watching a uh, Lifetime special. Yeah, and I was, you know. The, I mean, everybody the in Texas side. keeps a knife on them. I'm the only person. A knife I've, made of your own rib bone. This. I'm down. <laughs> like, literally down. I can't believe you didn't hear that. I remember, I think the Blitz did like a segment on it a day for like a week. I, I never heard it. That's crazy. Someone needs, to, and he sounds like a an but intelligent he said young he man. He says it's on the way. I don't know what on the way meant. I don't know if it's on the way to the See, jeweler or is on his way from the dry age. See, to get the meat off the the, the rib bone, I oh. had to leave it out back and put maggots on it. There's no meat on it. He All, said there was meat on it in the fridge. That's what he told us. How do you think the meat was gone? All this shows me is Rob doesn't read one thing that I send him or listen to it. <laughs> No, it's we not just that. we miss some stuff. We, no, Rob, get, you got to remember though. Because, Rob gets a lot more emails than we do. Just because I I don't remember it now doesn't mean I didn't see it. Then. Yeah, there's a, there's a limited. It's garbage in, garbage out. There's only so much space. Not that, that what you send me is garbage, but my uh, my RAM ain't what it was. I feel you on that, brother. So that, that doesn't mean I didn't, but I, I, I obviously had not ever heard the video, and someone needs to counsel that young man. And the fact that he ended up at Notre Dame is now of no surprise at all. Notre Dame salt. And with that, I effectively killed a segment. I didn't mean to. Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to go that way. We do owe you a fair amount of sports Would talk. Would you give it we- to your dog? 
<laughs> That's even worse. Would you give Sensei? Because well, would you give Sensei a human? Because he would get a taste for me. <laughs> oh, you're right. He would. He would get that, and he might not realize it initially. But if things went south somehow, and he was hungry, he'd go. You know what? The other thing that I've eaten that I really liked and, yeah. is that guy right it over there. It makes me think of Book of Eli. No, when there was the old people were shaking, and, and Denzel goes, "We got to get out of here. They're shaking too much human meat." I, I Book of Eli, great movie. That's the Denzel movie. Yeah. But no, I feed it to your dog. Rudy has Jeffrey Dahmer tendencies. No, I don't. I just say I was eating it. You want to have a knife made out of your own bones. Well, the thing about it is I could want to keep it. My wife's not letting me keep my rib in the fridge. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yes, it's not happening. Because that's why you marry women like that. They they pull you they pull you out of the muck. Yeah. They take you where you need to be. Hey, coming back, talking about where you need to be. It's directly behind an offensive line that includes Zach Martin. Uh, we're going to hear about the differences he makes from his head coach. Dak's going to talk about the game at hand and what happened prior and his gadget back. All in one segment. Hold on. Cowboy Talk coming. This is R&R. You're on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. I'm a Swifty. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. Joe Reinagle here. The Blitz will be live at Lindhoff Stadium. It is time for high school football. Looking forward to that. Plus, we're going to talk a lot of Cowboys football, too. John Mishota will join us at 5.15. Talk a little bit about Will Greer getting most of the playing time in this weekend's final preseason game. Hey, Rudy, don't you want to see Will Greer win the job? If you're talking about the job of uh, quarterback for the Brahmas, yeah, I would love to have Will Greer in San Antonio playing for the uh, San Antonio Brahmas. Absolutely. Because I know we ain't talking about the NFL. You know your place in the world when they give you the ball on the last preseason game and Cooper Rush is going to be in sweats. It's still a good job to have. I mean, you really don't have to do anything and you're getting a million dollars. No, and, and you know, at least you know your place in the world. Yeah, I like, mean, I, it's a great million-dollar gig. You can't screw this up. Just stay healthy and standing. Get a little, and you, if you make it long enough, Rob, you get that uh, the pension, right? <laughs> you got four years, baby. <laughs> get to number five, and you in there, baby. That that is the the dream, right? For those who are curious, that's when you vest under the league's uh, retirement program. Uh, the star was active yesterday, and we finally got to hear from Zach Martin. He has been inculcated into this brand new offense. He finally got to hear. His former just head coach and now offensive coordinator now is calling plays. He talked about the differences in McCarthy play calling and that it was and what it is. Oh, we're looking for it. It is here. It is not here. It is a board mouth. It is a board malfunction. We had a system crash due to the uh, the beach vibe that's going on. Gargamel on the other side. Now we do we do finally do get, get a bit of Zach Martin into this offense. Zach Martin, what does Zach Martin do? Does Zach Martin talk? I've never heard Let's, Zach Martin talk until this year. I never heard Zach Martin talk. Well, um, Jerry heard him. Maybe a little bit. I mean, oh, try yeah, to take exactly. as much off of, uh, you know, Tyler Biotich's plate as, as possible. You know, I think sometimes in the past he's had to do a lot there up, up there at the line and um, just try to simplify it so we can play faster and keep that pace operation going. Whatever that means. You know, what's his primary responsibility? To make Steele and Biotis look better than they are. <laughs> <laughs> well said. <laughs> no, I mean, cut that. Save it. <laughs> no, I, no, actually, I mean he is the uh, he's the heart and soul of the run game. 
But what comes with that is Biotis and still look a lot better, and they're all going to get paid because of him. And a true statement. And, and what he was talking about the uh, the pace. And for a guy who, like you just talked about, he is the the run block champ. Absolutely. Um, I wonder what that means in there. Is Steele okay? We haven't talked. To, I don't think we're talking well, enough M- about Steele. Is he okay? McCarthy, didn't he talk about him yesterday? I do think we have some sound actually about the newly so. healthy. And uh, we assume ready to play. Mike McCarthy talked about his uh, right tackle. I'll just say this about Terrence. It's amazing. I mean, you know, he, he's... Uh, he, he attacked it, you know. He attacked it, you know, the surgery and the rehab, just like you knew he would. But you know, he, he hasn't had any setbacks. I mean, he has missed anything that he wasn't scheduled to to do. So I, I think that's incredible, coming off of a you know off of a major joint injury. So um, he, he's done a fantastic job, uh, just just in the opportunity that's been in front of him as far as the availability. Um, so uh, and he looks good. So I'm, I'm been extremely impressed with his camp. So McCarthy's happy with the progress. Zach Martin, as you just said, his primary job is to make that young man better. He talked to his right tackle. You guys have been out of practice just to see him move coming off of, I mean, he's, what, nine, nine, ten months off that, that major knee injury. And to, you know, we had a toss play yesterday. He was out in front running, and, oh. and he, looked, he looked very good. So, mm. um, you know, he's, he's had the, the hard hat going against number 11 all training camp, but it, 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 uh, it pays off for him. It's going gonna, it's gonna to pay dividends this season. Okay. I like this, man. So they can give them, them, them pay, pay San Antonio's own. I think he's gonna. Jerry has proven. Pay that man, Jerry. Now it's a matter of when. No, I don't know when he's gonna pay. I think I think you give it like three, four games to see, make sure it's there. You know? Yeah. You've you've been bitten by that bug by Michael Gallup. You paid Michael Gallup in the middle of an injury, and then that, then you got you know you wasted a year on him because last year you got nothing from him. So maybe Jerry's kind of snake bitten by that, like, "Hey, Terrence, you got to show you got to show me three, four games first before I cut this check." And Jerry's always proud of the project. Yes, you know, Jalen Smith got well; he right. got paid. Right. Steele is a you know a a diamond in the rough, undrafted. Yes, I mean it, it, it's the perfect. And it project. started off bad. Remember when Steele Thrust first got it. called? Yes. He, ooh, it was ugly, but so, he came a long way, man. He's solid. Jerry loves that storyline when he pays the guys. So that works in his favor as well. Now, the story that has not been a story that is a story is the Brandon Cooks, I'm an airline pilot. Let me show you how to fly a plane. Uh, Brandon Cooks is a pilot. We didn't know that. We didn't know that till three days ago. But evidently, uh, by video, he's been taking his teammates up in a plane. Uh, but Dak hasn't been with him. Uh, Dak uh, was asked by, I guess, sounds like Clarence. It was Clarence. Um, who will be with us every Tuesday during football season. Uh, why he hadn't flown with Brandon Cooks. Why were you not on the plane in Seattle? I did take the plane to Seattle. What you talking about? <laughs> the Cooks plane. How did you turn the invitation down? It was pregame. Um you and I wasn't able to have a drink before. <laughs> uh, see, in all honesty. <laughs> see, you and RJ, y'all was just, oh, no big deal. Nothing it's to no see here. Deal. A wide receiver flying a plane 10,000 feet above, you know, ground level. Nah, no big deal. Well, Dak says, Dak disagrees. And Dak said, dude, I didn't have a Pappy Van Winkle before I went up. So, no, I didn't go in I'm that damn plane. I'm not saying I would go with him. But you saying nothing to I, see here. It's no different. You, than, it takes if, a if, lot to make Jerry mad, Rob. What, what's the line? What, how far can I? What can I do that would keep you? 
if I'm paying you twelve million dollars, not much. Can I play golf? Because you know you can hurt your back. Ooh. Um, you can play golf. Can I fish? You can fish. Can I water ski? No, I can't water ski. No, you cannot water. Can ski. I jet ski? No. Ah, uh, damn. Didn't wait. Somebody got hurt on a jet ski from some team. Yes, somebody was hurt on a jet ski. Naheem so. Hines of the Buffalo Bills <laughs> in the preseason, yeah. he wasn't on one. He got hit by one. He got one. hit by one. Well, you know, guys have slipped in the shower. Can I shower? Don't don't be a smart ass. I'm not being a smart yeah, ass. You I are. just want to know where the line is. I want to know. No water skiing, no jet skiing, no uh, snowboarding, no motorcycles. No motorcycles. Well, can you slingshot? What if, yeah, can, can I you slingshot? It? I think you can slingshot it. Okay. Question, can they practice? Because Tyron tore his hamstring off the bone yeah. in practice last year. Don't be a smart ass. You see what I'm saying? Like, I can't, this is why I can't tell take me things I can't, can't take do, it, uh, you guys. I want you to tell me the things that I can. You can. You can read your playbook. Uh, you can go to the backyard and run some routes. The numbers tell us that, that you are far safer oh. in an airplane than you are in a car. Far, you know, it is so newsworthy when an airplane goes down. It doesn't matter where the plane is. It's always on the news. A plane goes down in the middle of Washington State with a dude flying his own Cessna makes our news here because it happens so does, rarely. Does the name Roy Holiday ring a bell? Well, I can, I mean, Big Boppa, I could talk about a bunch of guys that went down on a plane. Was it, was it, was one of, J, one of Marshall, JFK's sons? Yeah, he was flying. Yes, but it, you see it, what I'm saying? So, they but, don't feel like real pilots. Well, I'm not even saying, though they are. Well, there's that. But I will say this: on the average, ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the pilots in this world are extraordinarily safety conscious because they know True. what they're doing. True, and it's just I, I'll say it again: I would much rather Brandon Cooks on a Sunday afternoon. Go or a Saturday afternoon to blow off steam before a game. Go get in an airplane and go fly around. Then him go get in his Lamborghini and go race around six thirty-five. Why are you taking shots at Sam Williams? Just, He's a friend I'm, of our I'm show. I'm just saying, if He's you're a talking of about our show. if I can't fly, what about driving? Which the way most of us drive these incredible cars that we can afford. You're telling me, what? so what can I can't and I can't do seems ridiculous to me. Now, on the other side of it, Brandon Cooks did take the take the hint. <laughs> Brandon's like, like sorry, Mr. Jones, I will not do that again. And I get it. I'd be the same way. But and I'd, see, Brandon is wired differently. Because that if, it depends on the who you are as a receiver, how that's going to be received. Yes. But it just goes to show why Brandon, everywhere he leaves, he leaves the scent of roses. Everybody loves Brandon Cooks. And this is just to further the point because if – a lot of guys would have been like, dude, you can't tell me what to do. I'm a grown-ass man. It's not in my contract. Like, do you, did Jerry know he flew a plane before they traded for him? I don't think I don't anybody. <laughs> that's not a question I would think to even ask. So, you know, note to the legal department. You include the, uh, the Look, addendum that includes not I don't, flying small. I don't think he minded that he flies. It's the fact that you had that precious cargo of Micah Parsons in it. <laughs> I think he could get over Gilmore and Cook's. It's, it's messed so if up. Will right? Greer was going up. Will, with him, hey, you got, have fun. You got Will Greer, Malik Davis up there. Jerry's like, hey man, have at it. You'll but eliminate when, a decision. I have putting to make. Micah, <laughs> Micah in the plane changed the hey, whole Malik. dynamic. Hey Malik, have you gone up yeah. with Brandon yet? You can't have Micah in the plane. You know what I mean? You can't have Micah in my. So plane. he was uh, in trouble by affiliation, right? If he'd had 
I mean, it is. I mean, yesterday was eight twenty four. Does the name Kobe Bryant ring a name? Bell helicopter, fog, craziness. But again, when we when a helicopter goes down, I don't care where it is. It happens so rarely. It still this makes news. the news. Yeah. When we'll have. So you just feel like, look, they got you. Got to pass a test to even fly this thing. It's nothing to see. I mean, here. we keep saying they're grown ass men. We'll treat them like grown ass men. Rob. I mean, there's ramifications. Rob. I get it. Mike. Micah is why this is a thing. Well, uh, if you're going to tell me what I can't do. I think he would have been okay with Dak up there. <laughs> <laughs> Again, you might eliminate a decision that I have to make. Jerry does to fly, get in the copter. You got the to... swag of all the people. That's the thing. Like, it, you do it every day, dude. And you're like, not safe. Like, well, do you need to evaluate your own situation? I mean, do you need to talk to your pilots? Has something happened that we need to know about? Because... Look, planes are serious. The fact that they have two private jets, so him and Steven don't fly together, lets you know. Which is its own particular That is the biggest boast. flex. That, that's that's an awesome flex. Now we're going to need two of those. <laughs> <laughs> How much? Yeah. Well, I better only take two. And what we're talking about, when we were leaving Phoenix. Yeah. Uh, no, we were arriving. Arriving in yeah. Phoenix. Uh, there's the uh, you know the the destination for your commercial flights, and then there's the whale parking where they bring in the private jets. Right. And side by side mm-hmm. were two equally painted Dallas Cowboy planes, and, and we were told like we have them because Jerry and Steven don't fly together. Or are they both on the same one, uh, and they kind of and they kind of want you to not know which one they're in in okay. case you want to assassinate them? Is that in case they've made Putin mad? Yeah. You put a bomb in the wrong plane. Do you think they ever get side by side like the fighter jets and I would wave hope, at each other? I would like to think that. And wave like, at each other? Daddy? Because when, when they're private, that he can say daddy. Daddy, yeah. I'll race you home. That'd be pretty cool. Would you or would you not do that? Yeah. Absolutely. You would? Yeah. Uh, I want to take you back to training camp. Okay, let's rewind. I'm going to put you in the mind of the, the, the salad days that were early August. Okay. Uh, we had, for the first time, literally on a Tuesday, seen Deuce Vaughn practice. Oh, yeah. We had, it was literally the first time we had seen him amongst his peer running around. And it was, I, I, I'll talk about it for a while. I've never seen anything look like that. I, it just didn't seem real. Well, post-practice, everybody's doing the car wash. And Joe and Jason are doing their interview. And right beside us uh, is the ticket, the Dallas uh, station. And they had... Um, Deuce Vaughn in the in for the for their interview of the day, mm-hmm. and uh, Joe was loud. Joe was talking about, <laughs> I mean, loud. It was he's a gadget. In fact, I went and leaned my head into the tent and said, "You know, he's right beside us." I'm glad you told. And, and Joe, like, I don't give a damn. I don't give a damn. Well, neither does Dak. Dak explains uh, a little bit what Deuce Vaughn's role might be. Well, just putting somebody on the phone. He oh. ain't listening to us. Somebody's what? calling. He's putting us. Yeah, he ain't oh, wait, listening I, to no, us. I'm right. sorry. I wasn't paying attention. Can't hear That's through his my, beard. That was not his fault. That was mine. No, it's all good. I was focused on the copy, yeah. as uh, it appears. Um, Plain safety. Paul is calling. Him. Yeah. Wanna, Let's do Paul. Hey, Paul. Um, we're glad you called, man. But let's talk about a plane safety. Hey, good morning, guys. Thank you. Uh, just weighing in, I mean, Jerry's flying the whole team on one plane to a location, right? <laughs> so he's risking the entire team. Uh, but we know historically only one, I think one college team was entirely oh, Marshall. Yeah. Any, yeah, but anyway, um, I mean, I'm, I'm a commercial pilot, and I can land, oh, wow. 
I can land a private plane on 50 feet of a field safer than a commercial airplane can't because of the weight of it. So you can't, it's very restricted where it can land. But uh, you lose an engine in a private plane. I mean, we all saw in, uh, what is it, Scully? I mean, yeah. he, he turned the plane yeah. into a glider and landed it. But, I mean, that, that was a miraculous. But, Paul, do you think, sure. do you put Brandon Cooks on your level? He passed on, the test. Or on Sully's level. Like, be for real, oh. Paul. You you could pat yourself on the back a little bit if you want to. We're giving you the space to do that. We you can't all be John he's Wayne. Not, he's not on y'all's level, right? It's about hours, Here, isn't it? Here's the deal. Pilot training is all about avoiding incidents. It's not anybody can fly a plane flat and level. And training, they will shut off your fuel. They'll pull a fuse. They'll do anything to distract you. I had guys shut off my fuel, not tell me, and go, what are you going to do? Where are you going to land? And it would be until I'm 50 feet off the ground, they go, hey, I shut off your fuel. Here you go. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it's, it's all about incident. All you do is train for avoiding disasters. And you have redundancy in things that you check so that you don't rely on one instrument. It tells me... Very Let cool. the man fly. Appreciate the because phone call, Paul. Paul. You know, I can, my father was a, fi- a pilot, and right. I, I can define what a pilot is. The more desperate the situation, the calmer the man gets. Not everyone. Um, I, don't, well, I refuse to believe that. I'm talking about a pilot. The pilots that, that stay alive <laughs> are the ones that literally, the more desperate the situation, and every pilot has a story. But every Denzel went upside down. <laughs> Can you did can Nick who can Brandon Cooks turn it upside down and land it? No, but you know that, that would be the kidding. story. And and be high on cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I'm saying? He ain't Denzel level pilot. But my man. point. I think Paul made it. He said Sully. Remember what did was that the Hudson? Well, yeah. And Rudy's like, well, can he be Sully? Well, it's like saying, can everybody be Tom Brady? Tom Brady. Right. No. Uh, everybody should be Tom Brady. It's not hard. Everybody should be Sully. You just Boy, turn I, the airplane into no, the No, everybody can't pull Irina Shayak. Is that her name, Pledge? Irina, the new one that said, I'm giving up everything to make Tom happy, the model. She said, I'm giving up my whole life to make Tom happy. I, I bet that. you are. I ain't seen you on Vogue in a minute. <laughs> you ain't got much to give up. That's not the best <laughs> way to keep Tom Brady. Let me just tell you. I'm going to just tell you that I, I don't give this, this relationship much legs. So you're telling me you want to just be around me 24-7, do you? Yeah. Oh, oh. You know what, Rob? You know what? Hey, maybe, good point. Maybe you should call your agent because I'm suddenly busy. Uh, let's talk about Dak and his brand new gadget named Deuce Vaughn. This is what he had to say. That gadget, gadget. He's a, he, he's a gadget, and I just love yeah, throwing plates. Curves. Yeah, he can bring a lot to this offense. Uh, he's a playmaker. He's not just a gadget guy. Um, that, he's not Joe. just a guy that you just want to get out and – uh, out of the backfield in the space, but I mean, we've seen he can run between the tackles. Um, obviously, probably using that height to his advantage. And so, um, yeah, everybody gets criticized for something, and so that's what they've picked for him. But I'm sure that he's used that to be um, uh, a star, I guess you can say, or just, you know what I mean, something that's on his armor that he wants to prove people wrong. And uh, I know he'll do that. Uh, he's a hell of a player, he approaches the game the right way. Um, young guy, but, but acts like he's been in this league for a while. And um, yeah, excited for what all he's going to bring to this team. What what was the main takeaway of this that you heard from Dak? The same thing that I always hear from Dak, him defending his teammates, him defending his coach and making things out 
to be like they're all hinky dory. But no, I mean, I think now that we're almost toward the end of training camp, we have figured out that Joe was wrong as he is a lot. That is just some guy. He's not just a gadget dude. He can legitimately play. If I'm being serious about it, that's what Dak's trying to say. Yeah. Like I get it, I hear y'all, but it is much, much more than that. He said, and just in the middle of it, he said everybody gets criticized for something. His is he's too little. Yeah, I, I just that to me rung as a little salty. I don't think he gets criticized for it as much as I think that's why he's gotten to where he is. If he's not five five, we're not talking about no, it. We think, don't talk about six round picks unless they're five five. Oh no, you're all you're right. But I think <laughs> Dak was speaking to Deuce Vaughn through the prism of himself, like, you know what? Everybody gets criticized for something. For me, it's this. For him, it's that. Right. I think that just came across as a little salty to me. Like, yeah, you know, you gotta get criticized. No matter what he does. Dak's never salty. Are you kidding me? That was that, that little hidden in there that's everybody gets criticized for something. No, not everybody gets criticized for something. You do. Leave Dak alone. Is he the most hyped sixth round pick of of all time? By far, by far. And and, but I mean, that's doesn't that come with the territory? You put you got a star on your helmet. Sixth round pick. The star on your helmet changes things, man. Again, we don't talk. Only reason you know, look how much we talk about Kirk Cousins. We don't talk about Kirk Cousins like we talk about Dak. Kirk Cousins isn't a topic on first take every day. <laughs> no, but when not. you have that star on your helmet, that's it, it is what it is. Uh, we're coming back with some NFL gumbo. <laughs> have you seen or have you at least heard the brand new NFL spot? It's all what? scripted. It is hilarious oh, if you yeah, haven't seen is. it. We're going to look around the rest of the league. And what are the Dolphins up to? And why do they keep talking to wayward running backs? The gumbo is coming and the okra is in it, as I like to say. This is R&R. What? You're on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh, my God, it's early. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Rob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition to the back. Oh, the left hand oh. slam. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about this, Cowboys? Yeah. each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. Here we sit. This is R&R. On the star, that's Rudy, I'm Rob. James Pledger standing comfortably yet eager to depart in the glass <laughs> box of fun. What do you mean eager to depart? He's already departed. He is headed toward the coast, and I am as envious of anyone of him as I have ever been of anyone else. I, The beach sounds awfully good. Ready for some football, though? Are you? Man, we got college football tomorrow. The Domer's going off early, taking on Navy in Dublin. Are you sure there's going to be the the streets are going to be running green with domer vomit? <laughs> Can you imagine what those Irish pubs are going through right now? Oh man, it's a great a time. college onslaught. I bet it's a great time. Man, what a great time! I'm I'm envious. It's going to be a lot of fun this weekend. Got a Heisman watch on uh, that Saturday night, uh, the big time game USC and San Jose State. Right. Let's see Caleb. Caleb. And the Cowboys tomorrow night. You can catch them live right here on San Antonio Sports Star. And uh, we will close out the regular season there and become a regular season affiliate, as we will, with all kinds of Cowboys stuff. Man, if you want it, we got it. 
I like that. You see that Cowboys crosstalk coming around the bend? We'll be talking a lot about that. Yeah, we, now, that game tomorrow, Rob, is going to get going on 94-1 at 6 as yep. far as the coverage. So. Don't worry. Yeah, we, we start early. We start an hour early and go till they're tired of talking. And I got high school football tonight, baby. Friday Night Lights, Brennan Steele, the Peanut Butter Bowl at Lindhoff Stadium. The spotlight game of the weekend. There is no bigger game in San Antonio than this. Is one versus two? Why do you have to put that type of pressure I'm on me? I'm just saying, even, man, out of the I wasn't gate. even thinking like that. Now I'm nervous. This, this ain't. <laughs> you said that's the no bigger game and I got to call it? <laughs> I was Jason, gonna, wear your back brace, dog. I was going to say a couple <laughs> high schools and degrade them. I was going to say this ain't this and that. This this is the uh, yeah I don't, the blue can, bloods. I'm glad you didn't do that. I was I was about to like destroy. <laughs> it was going to be the rivals of my high school too. Yeah. I was going to blow. Is up. Is it Alamo Dome weekend? Pigs getting kick off. I think is that's that third, this weekend pledge. This weekend, right? This, At the dome. It's a bunch of private schools. I saw Central's playing in that one. Yeah, good for them, man. Good for. I hate. I that is now. I don't do regrets, Rob. I don't like. I just kind of like you know. I believe in God. I believe in what happens. It happens for a reason. But one of my biggest regrets is not playing football. I hate that I didn't play football. I hate, I hate that I did not play because I am the. Are you the living example of the OU drill? Because that's me. Well, yeah, I, I, I didn't the like OU it. drill. I didn't like it. Well, I, I, so most of my friends played football, right? Mm-hmm. They made fun of me for playing soccer. So in the summertime, they would go lift weights, and since they were my friends, I'd have anything to do. I'd go with them. Right. So I'm in there. We're lifting weights. And Coach Brian Dawson, who ended up winning the state yeah. title, comes up to me and he's like, "Who are you?" I was like, "No, oh, Rudy. What are you? What are you doing here?" Oh, I'm just here with you know, we're here with DeLondon and some other guys. Why don't you come play fullback for me? I'm not, he says, "I've never seen a kid with thighs like yours." There you go. And I said, "Coach, I don't like getting hit. <laughs> Missed out on the opportunity to win state, Rob. Could have been on the state. Now I might. I wasn't going to play much." I was the, oh, oh, he man. wanted me to come play fullback. <laughs> he wanted me to be a battering ram. Well, <laughs> I was like, nah, you never man. know. But hey, I regret that I didn't play football. I, I have zero regrets. I tried. I just played. Well, not my, up until like eighth, ninth grade, but and I was awful, and I hated it. I remember I, getting up and walking to the first practice of two-a-days and you have to get up early and it's still summer mm-hmm. and having to walk all the way. See, back then, there was I had to walk like three miles. But it seemed oh, like here we go. Miles and miles. And it was all, it's, you, know, you wake up in the, and it's August in the summer. You're like 13. I should, we should have played. Man. And having to get up and walk to that. It was already hot. And then the practice came and they just whipped your ass and like, you'll be back here in two hours so you walk home. And that next three hours was the worst three hours of the day. Like I just, so I was glad when I finally got out of it. I, I, I uh, take my hat off to those that do it. I regret, I, 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 I regret not playing because I don't have those memories. Yeah. Like I, I got soccer memories, but that's not like a football memory. It's different. And we're in Texas. I didn't play football. I feel like such a punk. Ah, ah. I mean, even look ah. at this, look at this little dude over there on the other side of the glass. He was like one twelve in in high school. It maybe soaking wet pledge was 115 pounds. No, and he's I, out there banging it. at the rock. But I think a team's a team. That'll be my opinion. Fair, but it's Texas. It <laughs> trust me. And tonight you do have a big one. It, it is a a huge game. Yeah, and you will be the spotlight, and much will be expected of the Brennan color still, commentary. Baby. My daughter goes to Brennan. I think she wants to come to Lindhoff tonight. Ooh, boy, it's going to be a full stadium. Remember, yeah. it's still hot and going to stay hot. 
Bring long a as fan. Not, there's no more fiberglass ass seats, are there? We Do those just, still exist? The fiberglass ass? I, let's hope not. I hate them. God. <laughs> you know what seat I'm talking idea. about, right? Anybody who lived through that era, that was a terrible who, idea. Who did that? You know, it, it, it lasts half as long as plastic, and it reaches a, a, a temperature of like a thousand degrees when the sun hits it. And then after a while, it degrades and it puts splinters in your ass. So it's really the perfect seat. I didn't get that. I never understood like what was the thought process. But anyway, um, we were we had a discussion earlier about keeping up with the Joneses, specifically Kansas City. And you said, you know, I wouldn't spend a dime on defense because you can't. You're not stop stopping my homes. Go spend money to score as much as possible. So the candidate out there that you look around the league and go, well, there's one team who has bought in on that, and that's Miami. Right. Why do they continue, continue to go shopping for running backs when we assume that that back room was uh, actually pretty good? Because their quarterback is shaped like an Atlanta stripper. So we we, <laughs> we, we hear that the Dolphins have actually called Las Vegas, called the Raiders, uh, to talk about Jacobs, and the Raiders said, no, we're not interested in anything you have because... The Colts turned them down. They Dalvin Cooks turned them down. They've tried for three running backs, Rob. If you're mustard, how you feel today? And they drafted mustard. A-Chain. They dra- like, how you feel? Like, how are you feeling, really, if you're... Mo- how do you say it? Is it mustard? Rocky Am I mustard. saying it right? Yeah. Mustard, mustard. 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 Or does he just say, hey, it's just a business, and I'm not better than any of those guys, so I get it. Do you take it that way, or do you take it personal and run with a chip on your shoulder? They've tried to get every running back available. Well, they paid him, so you, at least you yeah. got that. Yeah, they did. But they did go draft a dude, too. A-Chain, I've heard good things about him at camp. Uh, he's got that track speed. That's, he's at a the end little of the day, taller oh, than Deuce. Barely. A little. But he's got he's got the track speed that makes him it, – it, it's different kind of speed. Yeah. Um, he's got he's – he might not be the cheetah, but he's close. So with that in mind, and the, and the, just the scheme itself. Yeah. So if you're saying the only way to beat them is to outscore them, are you looking at Miami as the the only team that can out of the AFC? No. Well, Joe Burrow's three and one against Patrick, so Proof? Joe Burrow can beat him. I mean, they barely beat Philly. They beat Philly because of the refs. They got great calls against Cincinnati because of the refs. They got a great call in against the Eagles. So it's not impossible to beat the Chiefs. Are they probably going back-to-back? Yes, but they are very beatable. But the thing about it is you can't take the approach of we're going to come. Look, K.J. Wright told me. He said, I spent six hours breaking down film on Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, and they did nothing I watched. (laughs) So you can't even scout them because they draw up plays with their eyes at the line (laughs) of scrimmage. So you're not stopping them. So what's the best thing to do? I got to go get as many weapons as possible. I got to go get as many weapons as possible and pray I can score 38 points. For it to work, you're going to have to catch lightning in a bottle, and maybe they realize it, and they go, we just need more weapons. Now you wonder, uh, is Jonathan Taylor next on the list? Look at the Chargers. What did they do? They went and got the offensive coordinator that was responsible for the number one offense the last two years. Truth. You see what I'm saying? That's all you can do. I just, my in my feeble old man football mind, go, at the end of the day. Defense wins championships. Yes, I just can't get it out of my brain. I wish I could. And every time I hear this and that, it makes sense. I get it. Because you brought it up. The Super Bowl was what? Uh, 73 points. 38-35. The guys that figured it out were the ones playing last. So I got to give them some credit. Yeah. Well, keep in mind, one of those touchdowns that Kansas City scored was a fumble recovery. 
And I remember that. I, you're right. And I will also put some. I don't know how and who it affected the most, but uh, and he is. Um, he. he uh, if you can't, if you go to our YouTube, yeah, whatever. Feed. Don't ignore Jimmy. Go ahead, Rob. We almost got to get out of here. We're almost due. Yeah, I've got uh, the weekend on my mind, so forgive me. I see pledge vibrating, and I'm about ready to head over to Tri County Meat Market. I've decided I'm going to do some. Uh, What's that? A picanha, a, a, a sirloin cap for those that are uninitiated. And Tri-County is the place where I first saw the picanha about three years ago. I walked in, and he, I was described what this thing was. I'd never tried it. He talked me into it, and I've been a regular at Tri-County ever since. So that's why I love it, heading over there. Because if you're a barbecue guy, yeah, great meal starts with great meat. It's, it's a sign. It's what they live by at Tri-County Meat Market. And when you walk in, you know everything you're walking out is going to be great. Prime or better. You're looking for Wagyu. You're looking for locally sourced, like MTX, coming out of beautiful hill country up there in Mason. They've got all that. So you know the meat you're walking out is of the highest quality. It's up right. to you to elevate it. That's why you go to Tri-County Meat Market. Then you talk to the guys that cut it, then those that understand it. He talked me into getting a picanha that I would have never even dreamed of. If you haven't seen it, it's got a fat cap about a half inch thick. I wouldn't have tried to fight that. Well, he told me, you don't fight it, you use it. And from that point on, I started making a picanha, and that's on the grill this weekend. What are you going to cook? Head over to Tri-County and find out specials every week. You know that the steaks you're chasing, if it's a tomahawk, a porterhouse, bone-in or bone-out ribeye, you like the strips, you like prepared, you like the fajitas, both chicken and beef. If you want the stuffed chicken breast that you can toss around like a football, they got those too. The 5 for 25, you don't walk out without taking advantage of that. Like I'll tell you, it's the best deal in San Antonio. There's two meals at least in that bag when you leave. That's why you go to Tri-County Meat Market, both locations. Hebner and out on Ralph Fair. Put some good meat on the grill. Head over to Tri-County today, and when you do, I want you to think of me and thank me later. We're just about to R.J. Ochoa. Yes, sir. Before we go there, two fire sales going on. One <laughs> yeah. one in Car- in Arizona. I, I think uh, they, they this, unloaded this, this a the quarterback, end. they unloaded a tackle, and they unloaded a hybrid safety Something. linebacker thingy. Something to uh, to our uh, the arch rivals there with the Giants. But what does this say to you about the end of the Kyler Murray era? Is it are we there? Well, the thing about it is, Rob, I can't understand what they else they would be tanking for other than Caleb or Drake May. So, but then also the thing about that Kyler situation is, you have to find someone willing to take on two hundred million. And may, how long will it be before that seems like mid? Mid-level pay. What are we, two, three quarterbacks away from that being a yeah, respectable the, dollar amount? Like, the thing about it, like, I could see Minnesota going after Kyler. Yeah. Like, I, there's a few teams that make it makes sense. I don't think there's too many, there, but they're too clearly, many dollars away from him being ungettable. They are clearly done with him. They're clearly done with him because if not, you're not tanking like this. It doesn't feel that way. John Lynch le- wants us to believe that they are not done with Trey Lance. He says they're going to keep him. What do you think? I think he's going to look good in Dallas. <laughs> it would be. It would or be Minnesota. the proper place to go. All I will say is I don't think we're ever going to know. You think? I don't think we're ever going to know what Trey Lance could have been. Because wherever he lands, I'm afraid, will be a place where he's you not going to be. so fast, right? Well, I, I've just seen this before. You have? Yeah, I've seen this where these guys show up and it's just the wrong place at the wrong time, and by the time that both parties realize it's the wrong place at the wrong time, too many, 
Days have passed. Too much water's under the bridge. There's another guy coming down the road to look just like you without your bad habits. And I can go get him. <laughs> without your bad habits. So uh, he's going to have to, if Lynch wants to save this kid, mm-hmm. find him a place where he can rest comfortably in a nest and not have to do anything immediately. Because he obviously is so rank and raw that it's going to take some time. Clearly. I mean, you get dropped to, you. they drop you behind Big Head. Yeah. <laughs> they drop you behind Big Head. Oh, it ain't looking good, dog. It ain't looking good, but you I knew, yeah, dum dum. What the hell was that? I've been was calling that Monty Darnold, Python. Uh, no, I've been. He, oh. That's Kazoo. Oh, who's Kazoo? The best of big heads of all time. Oh, from the Flintstones. Okay. See, uh, when I when I go there, I, I, uh, I, I date myself. I don't like doing that. It's so good. There's nothing see, wrong. See, Get oh, I remember him. Yeah. Hello, okay. dum dum. Got you. The great Gazoo. Isaiah Simmons was gotten from those Cardinals by the Giants for a seventh round pick. Now we have, um, we when you have a fire sale and the opportunity to go do that, my contention is the Cowboys just don't do that. That they're not the kind of team that goes against that. This would be a question you know, for Rob, RJ Ochoa. Yeah, it's nothing wrong with just saying, "Hey, man, my team isn't doing the right and isn't doing it the right way." You don't have to say it's not the Cowboy way. They missed an opportunity to get a replacement for Overshone, and they didn't do it. Boom, mic drop on you. And the Texans got busy, went and got a tackle. Yeah, they did. It's the RJ Ochoa Show on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. What's going on in Jerry's world? What's the latest from Cowboy Camp? Find out right here, Friday mornings at 7.30 and 9.30. With the manager and editor-in-chief of Blogging the Boys, RJ Ochoa. Here's Robin Rudy. Yes, here we are. This is R&R waiting for the R&J Ochoa. I can't see him. That's Rudy J. I'm Rob. Welcome aboard R&R as we uh, sojourn oh, on, our, on our regular what? visit with R.J. Ochoa, Rock the Mic champ, <laughs> blogging the boy guy. And ah, there it is. All around. There we go. This is the setup no. that we should have if We're you're watching our, our YouTube feed. This is how we do things. Hey, Morton, R.J., how are you? I'm doing well. It's great. I'm doing well. It's great to be with you all. I was telling Pledge right now. Uh, we got a new puppy last night. So, Did you really? Uh, my house. That's unfortunate. Yeah, I was. In, I was actually inspired by Rob, who has puppy fever. I do. Uh, so um, I uh, we have a new puppy. Uh, she's a girl, so we've named her Lady Bear to go along with Bear. Um, and so um, it's it was a bit of what? a rambunctious Hold sort on. of night. Here what what, what kind of puppy is it? What? Rescue. She's a cat. She's a cavapoo, so she's a little toy, uh, so that my son can can play with her and smush her face. Uh, so, what exactly she, uh, a cav? What I don't know what the mix is. Uh, half King Trump Cavalier, half Poodle. So she's, I mean, she's tiny. Like we we've all eaten, you know, Subway sandwiches bigger than her. I mean, like she is really little. Um, is she brown? So, is she uh, kind of a tan yeah. color? She's, I would say, like, um, like the right kind of caramel brown. You I can I mean? see. Like we're looking at the photos up here, and uh, yeah, that's that's a awesome. That's, a, that's an ugly dog. Well, congratulations. Thank you, I, man. Um, I'm envious. I mean, I'm Enjoy the puppy but, feet. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, I'm sure that there will be a puppy in Robbie T's life. Uh, there's one, one imminent. Enough. We hope. All right, let's talk about what we're going to see tomorrow night. Are we going to see anything tomorrow night? No. I think um, I might as well simul 
stream the puppy. Like, I think you get more entertainment out of that. Well, there's got to um, be something. I mean, how many jobs are at stake? Two, three? I think that's being generous. Really? I, mean, I think, well, especially, it, it's an unfortunate reality, but, but it's a, a generally inevitable one that injuries will happen the way that they did last week. Um, and so, you know, True. again, while, while you, you don't ever want that, they, they do sort of naturally sort some things into place. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of the things that was a little bit, you know, up for contention was the, the you know, kind of fourth tight end. Who was it going to be? Was John Stevens Jr. going to play somebody out of a job? Obviously, he tore his ACL, so now he's kind of this IR. I wouldn't call it stash because he tore his ACL, but, but he's on injured reserve and, and, and on ice until next year. So those – anything that, you know, I and, and go to blogoftheboys.com, but anything that Absolutely. really was dramatic – um, you know, kind of lost its steam over the course of last week. So everything really is pretty chalk right now. Um, RJ, why didn't the Cowboys, you know, get a six-round pick, a seventh-round pick, and go by the storage auction that was the Arizona Cardinals just to shop around, just to shop around? I mean, I, again, I'm not saying that there's any holes, and I know they like their team, but when there, when there's a fire sale like that going on, why not grab a sixth and a seventh and just go shop a little bit? I mean, I really like Isaiah Simmons, and I think everybody does. But but I think he's um, like we have in my house this like it's not a couch, it's not a futon, it's like a display seat that nobody really sits on, and we've moved it I don't know how many times like to so many different places. Like, maybe let's put it here now, and let's kick it over there for six months, um, and oh, and that's kind of. What, what Isaiah Simmons is. Like, I can't you know, believe like, you just said that yeah. about Isaiah Simmons. What a great uh, analogy. That is so perfect. Yeah, we don't know what the hell to do with him. He's a pass rusher. He's a linebacker. But in Dan Quinn's defense, isn't that what Dan Quinn likes, RJ? Okay, well, what what pass rusher isn't going to – like, go back to the roster. Uh-huh. Like, are, we, are, we booting, are we booting Dante well, Fowler from the no. team? Are we, are, are, you know, are we, are we booting Izzy Mukwamu from the team? Like, okay, RJ, I, I agree with this particular one, but is it a mentality with the Cowboys that they just don't do this anyway? That late season, late preseason, cut weekend, get a guy before anybody else can, late kind of trades. That's just not something that the Cowboys have traditionally done. You know, um, that's not entirely true. It was in 2018 that they, or maybe 17, um, that right at roster cutdowns, they flipped late round picks to the Cincinnati Bengals for a cornerback, Benet Ben Wickery, um, to the Packers and Mike McCarthy, incidentally, for I believe it was Dayton Jones. Um, so they're not above that. Okay. I mean, and, you know, we it was a different set of circumstances, but early in the 2015 season, after Tony Romo got hurt, they flipped the pick for Matt Cackle. Well, that's different. When okay. De- that's out of need. De- yeah. When, but it was still really early. And, like, that's my point. They don't really have a need. And, well, you know, I mean, anywhere. But that, they that, don't traditionally even, you know, like we were talking about, loot and pillage a burning building. I mean, it's just not something that they traditionally I've seen them do. I mean, I agree with that generally, but to be fair, neither have the Giants. And the Cowboys, right. like, you know, I, I would love to kill them for, you know, anything, like to have fun with it. But, um, I mean, in 2019, they flipped a six-round pick to the Dolphins for Robert Quinn, and that worked out really well because then he signed a big contract with Chicago. They got the contract that is a, out of That's it. the like, best point you've made, and that was, what, 19? So that hadn't been that long ago. And and then later that like right before the trade deadline that year they did the same thing for Michael Bennett. Um, they flipped the pick with New England. That didn't work out as well. 
Um, <laughs> but I mean, they're, they're not above that, I guess. They're, they're not, you know, I, I think there are teams that historically don't do that at all. The Giants were kind of one of them. Um, but you know, they, they have, you know, they have some open square footage in, in the floor plan. And so they're like, hey, give us the weird looking couch. Like it'll go great right here in the reading room. Who's going to this RB2 thing? I asked Rob earlier, RJ, I was like, do you think Cincinnati radio and New York radio and LA radio is really talking about RB2 as much as we are? If there is something here, who wins the battle? I mean, it depends how you evaluate the position. And I think Cincinnati radio maybe does it differently right. uh, because of what's going on. Although if you're in Cincinnati, I don't know if they're allowed to speak to RB1. Um, oh. and Joe Mixon. And, and <laughs> no, they're not. No, so, they're uh, not. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a different thing. Um, but, you know, Deuce Vaughn isn't in contention because Deuce Vaughn is RBX. Like, he's yes. got a number. Yes. He's a I like very that. different. I like that. Um, so, if, if, I, if, if Tony Pollard's unavailable to me and somebody has to carry the ball, call it 15, 17 times, it's Rico Daddle. I don't think there's any close. I know he fumbled against the, the Jaguars. I know he missed the, the block on, on the punt against the Seahawks. I don't care. All, all of that is incidental to me. Special teams, I mean, they matter, but they don't matter. Like, it, what, what matters to me as Rico Dattle is concerned is how he contributes on offense. And he's proven to be the best true ball carrier outside of Tony Pollard, and that's the most important thing. And pass pro as well. Would you say he's, number, he's leading the pack at pass pro? I saw this take, and I think it was Bob Sturm, um, the great Bob Sturm, so I want to give him credit for it. Um, he quoted somebody, we have become so hyper-aware of pass protection as far as what running backs can do because the Cowboys shoved down our throat that that's what Zeke was a lead at. You know, we never, ever right. cared about that before. <laughs> right. and, and and it was like the, the only drum they could bang that, you know, and I, no disrespect to Zeke, but, you know, people are like, well, what's Deuce Vaughn going to do in pass protection? I don't yeah. know. Run out to the flat and catch a screen <laughs> pass and run up for 45 yards? Yeah, that's yeah. how he's going to handle pass protection. That's RJ Ochoa. A couple questions. First of all, the injuries. Three ACLs in a week. Uh, um, one time, two times, three times. Do you think there's going to be some internal discussion as to drills or prep or anything like that? Because that, that is an extraordinary number. Yeah, I mean, and three rookies. At right. that. I mean, you, you could you could argue that yeah, there's a lot there. I mean, you know, um, three really interesting stories. I don't know how much you you both know about David Durden. Um, the Athletic does a profile every year leading up to the draft. It's called Prospect X, um, and and they kind of interview a player as they're going through the process and get these like intimate details about it all, and then after the draft, reveal who it was. And it was Durden this year, so it was really, really? cool, really cool story. Um, but I mean, yeah, it's, it's a weird coincidence and, and right now it's difficult to chalk it up. To in fact, it is. But you're right. Yeah. I, I think there is, you know, I mean, just right now realizing that they're all rookies, um, two of them are drafted rookies. If you, you know, include John Stevens Jr. there, um, I mean, it's, it's interesting. I mean, and it, it's, it's also football. It's also weird crap happens, weird things happen. Um, if you're a believer in, in curses, last week was in Seattle. Uh, the preseason, you know, games oh, in Seattle have generally ended in some sort of heartbreak for Cowboys fans. Oh, um, yeah, pe- people are kind that. of superstitious when it comes to preseason games in Seattle at this point. All right, let, before, uh, Sam Williams, real quick. Uh, <laughs> uh, your thoughts on Jerry's response about his maturation and his uh, uh, anything to see here? Or is the NFL going to come sniffing around? 
this was a weird week for Jerry Jones. Um, the Ring of Honor stuff, I thought, was really yeah. We're gonna get but there. Kind of yeah. par for the course. Um, I mean, his comments on Sam Williams are like, I mean, I, they just kind of are what they are. Um, <laughs> I've, I've told uh, you this before, Rob. Uh, I don't think I've explained to you. Really. I live my life by something called the Purple Pants Rule. If okay. you gave me a job and you said, hey, and, and you gave me a job, you said, hey, I'll pay you all this money, whatever. Here's your contract, and in the contract it says. You can't wear purple pants to work on Wednesdays. Um, that's a dumb rule. Um, but if it's in the contract and I sign it and I know that, and then I wear purple pants to work on Wednesdays, I can't sit here and be like, this rule is so stupid. I mean, it's, right. it's a rule that I agree to abide by. And so um, I, I'm certainly not chastising Sam Williams. It's, it's a serious thing, um, you know, in a literal sense. And, and he's, he's ha- he has a track record, obviously, not mm-hmm. just in the NFL, but dating back to his time at Ole Miss. Right. So, I mean, I know Jerry, Jerry's – this is peak – if you believe in Jerry Jones, the character, like the WWE-ness of it all, we're at the peak season for that. Like with, with the, the regular season about to begin, like he is really kind of feeling himself um, and obviously announced all the changes to the stadium, which are because they want to host some World Cup matches in three years. I hope so they, they got to add some glitz and glamour to the building. They won't add curtains, though. No, no curtains. No curtains. Cedric Wilson gets you to get blinded. But, RJ, you have enough followers to get a response from Brandon Jacobs. Would you remind him how many interceptions Eli threw each year while he played alongside of him. Has Brandon Jacobs lost his mind, or was there some truth to what he was saying? Um, I didn't even see what Brandon Jacobs Oh, really? Oh, so this is brand new and fresh. Yeah. Yeah, well, well let's, let's, let's. James will dig this up. Yeah, James will dig Dallas it up. Let's go. Is on his last contract. He'll be a backup after this contract is over with. I don't see Dallas bringing him back with that type of money. And once you've made that type of money, you know, that Dak is making, you don't get two like that. You, you don't get two like that after all those interceptions and turnovers that you've had, you know, that you've thrown, you know, throughout the last three or four years. So, I mean, I don't, I don't see, I don't see, I see Daniel Jones window being better, being, uh, uh, being a lot higher than Dak Prescott, you know, just given the fact that the age that he's been playing and he's almost somewhat in his contract. And I, I, I don't see Cowboys bringing him back at that type of money. And I think he'll be a backup elsewhere. There you have it, Brandon Jacobs. So you want to tweet him? Because I don't have 80,000 followers to get a response. He's going to look at my follower list and be like, he's not worthy. You got enough followers where he might have to respond to you, RJ. Well, first of all, you're the one who netted <laughs> Micah Parsons um, in terms of some sort of clapback on social media, not me. Um, but, I mean, look, I respect the hustle uh, in the media game. Oh, okay. Uh, See, I I, I respect uh, trying to have a post-football career, potentially. I, I don't know what Brandon Jacobs – I'm not levying any accusations here. Um, it was a hot take that was going to yeah, fall like, flat. I, I, I'm, I'm not trying to play some sort of victim here, but I obviously, I would think, have a lot of experience in this world. And this offseason has been by far the the most – you know, absurd when it comes to the polarization of Dak Prescott. Yeah, for sure. It, it has reached a, a different boiling point. And some of it is that there are louder, bigger national shows now that provide opportunities for players like this. And my belief is that these networks, they want that take, they want that clip, they want that popping off. Um, because like, I believe in Dak Prescott, but even if you don't, like, that's just, that's absurd. Like, there's, <laughs> there's zero logic to support that in any way. Yeah. There you go, RJ. Um, let's get into the, uh, ring of honor. Yes. So it, of course he's going in. I'm Who's talking he? about, yeah, I'm talking about where, Oh, I mean, of course, I mean, okay. of course I he was going in. About. Okay, go ahead. Um, but of course he's going in could have been and everybody with bated breath 
Of course he's going in. But he's not. Or is he? What do you think of going on and how embarrassing did you, you – you termed it as embarrassing, I think you said. Yeah, I mean, DeMarcus Ware, obviously like, – this is a, for multiple things are true. DeMarcus Ware deserves a spot in the ring of honor. He of course. deserves it immediately. Um, nobody is upset about DeMarcus Ware getting his rightful place in the ring of honor. Um, what's unfortunate and, and embarrassing and really petulant is that, that this has become about something else. Like, you know, and it's unfortunate for DeMarcus Ware that in, in what should be a moment of glory and praise and happiness and, and gratitude, um, that this Jimmy Johnson shadow looms so large. And it's unfortunate that everybody has to deal with that. You know, and people get mad, like, why are you asking these questions? Why do you care? It, well, it's a relevant thing. It is. I mean, so like, this is this is this just kind of, you know, left foot that, that is in the middle of everything that is happening here. And there's just, there's no logical explanation. And, you know, I said this on my podcast on Thursday. I really wanted to believe that two years ago, Jerry Jones was genuine when he said in the lead up to Jimmy's enshrinement in the Hall of Fame that he would be going under the Ring of Honor. A lot of people, you know, I thought pessimistic people at the time said, look, he's just trying to upstage him. And I, I tried to give him the benefit of the doubt. But, I mean, with two years worth of hindsight now, it's difficult to ascertain anything else. That, that Jerry just wanted a moment and wanted all the headlines that, Jimmy was going to go into the ring of honor. I thought his answer about, I wanted to put a player in was the most childlike thing. It, it was like playing a board game with a kid. And it was like, no, well, I actually get to roll twice in a row. Then right. they can rolls up on the fly. Like it was so silly and ridiculous. I, am I wrong in saying, I feel like the, the triplet should be more demonstrative in Jimmy's favor. And loud. I think they I, have been. Okay. I, 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 see, I, mean, I just didn't feel like it was loud enough because, I, I mean, I see Michael Irvin sweating profusely on first take, screaming and yelling. I feel like I would like to see that same energy from him for Jimmy John and Jimmy Johnson's behalf for the Ring of Honor. I think they, they all are pretty vocal. Oh, okay. And I, okay. I, would, I, I wouldn't limit it to just them. I, I would extend it to, you know, their teammates. I mean, Woodson's been vocal. Tony Casillas has been vocal. Um, I mean, everybody who, who Ken Norton Jr., I mean, everybody has said Jimmy absolutely deserves it. And that's like, you know, I, I think obviously the, the most important person, the most relevant person here is Jimmy, and he deserves it. And, and the hypocrisy of all this, I mean, there's really only one person being hypocritical, but it's, people say, you know, Chuck Howley goes into the Hall of Fame, and, and he's, he's obviously, you know, an, an elder gentleman and dealing with his own medical issues. And people say, like, you know, we've got to stop this. We've got to get people in there sooner so they can experience it, their right. families can experience it. So there isn't this bittersweet element to it. And, I mean, you know, all, everyone's days are numbered. And so you, you really – it would be such a shame for anyone to not get to enjoy that honor. And beyond Jimmy, which is who, – who's obviously the most important person here, I think about, like, my dad. I think about, you know – like uncles i think people who who loved those cowboys who that's a great who point experienced tr transformative parts of their life with those cowboys as kind point. of the bedrock of their sports fandom and they deserve that right like you know i think about the triplets and the, the players who played and the coaches and the staffers and the the stadium workers and the the people who lived in dfw or whoever like Everyone deserves that. It was so awesome to see. It has been awesome to see the likes of Timmy and Manu and Tony get their honor, you know, it, it, when they have. And it's always this kind of great grand ceremony. And that feels like something that as fans you deserve. And so it's just really sad that everyone is being denied that opportunity because of whatever you want to call it, petulance or arrogance or pride or whatever. I think he's proven That's a great point. I don't think he's going to put him in until, in, until or unless uh, – he wins another ring.
That's the only I mean, bear call. That, I, I, I can't yeah. see any other reason to wait. There's something deep people in his soul. That, people say that he wants to put himself in first. Um, I mean, it's oh, just... That would be bad. It's, it would be bad. I mean, and I, I think it... I've, I've mentioned this many times before. Um, so when you enter the Hall of Fame, you, you get a Hall of Fame ring, and generally your team honors you at halftime of the game. Right. That will happen apart from the Ring of Honor ceremony for DeMarcus Ware. Um, but Jerry Jones himself, when, when he went into the Hall of Fame, he and, and Jimmy had this moment, to be clear, but Jerry's moment was halftime of the Eagles game in 2017, which at the time was the biggest loss the Cowboys had ever had at AT&T Stadium. So, and, like, like, think about that. Like, this is a, a building that is so, like, synonymous with Jerry Jones, and it was against the team's arch on their way towards winning their first Super Bowl in franchise history, blew them out worse than anyone ever had in the building on the night that he was celebrated for going into the Hall of Fame. Like the poetic, I hate to call it justice because I hated everything about it, but the poetic sort of, if you believe in karma, karmic justice of that was really profound. Hey, RJ, when we're all yelling and screaming, I kind of come to you to see if I need, if we need to calm down. There's nothing to see here. Brandon Cooks, pilot Uh license. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, Jerry, was Jerry legit? Like, I haven't seen the video. I've only seen the, the transcript. Was Jerry legit mad about this? And, like, like what, what what do you make of all this Brandon Cooks and taking the team up on his plane and stuff? Maybe I'm getting old. But, like, when I saw the video, <laughs> I, I, I quote tweeted it, and I was like, this is awesome. Yeah. Oh, man, was like, are you serious? Was, there's anything you to didn't see get here. I, you I, didn't under, you, that's I, like I, what you, we got players that they're not allowed to ride motorcycles, but you want them to be able to fly that's planes? That's different. Planes are different. <laughs> no, it's so, not. It, Go ahead, RJ. It was cool, it's got a parachute. And, and part, part of what was cool was, like, it was like, man, that's badass. Like, Micah Parsons is hanging out with, with Stephon Gilmore and Brandon Cooks. Like, he's. He's learning from them. Like, that That was honestly where my mind was. And then I got all these responses that was like, <laughs> What hand grenade? Cool. They're all this gone. Is, yeah, like, this is terrifying. And I get that. Like, I, I mean, it's, it's why, like, I, in a similar way, I suppose, it's why, like, I don't want any starters to play in their preseason. Like, we've come this far, right? You know, whatever. The season's so important. Um, so this is not quite the purple pencil, but this is like, hey, I brought a tiger into the office. That's so like pledge said. But, uh, yeah, like you, you can't know? play in the preseason game, but you could take three starters in a plane. <laughs> it's just an airplane. We're not talking. This is on the side of a mountain. It's an airplane. I, it, it's not. I, I don't get the. Ups- Jerry was upset. I. I, I and of all the people, how many times are you up in a copter or a swag plane? I mean, of all the people who would get the fact that you're safer up there than you are speeding around in a Corvette at 95 in a 30. No, that's fair. I mean, at the end of the day, he, they they weren't doing anything. They, it wasn't like a joyride. Like, they, it wasn't illegal. You know, like, <laughs> right. he's a licensed pilot. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Like, so, um, like, he's technically, like, the, the people who are in charge of, like, the, I don't know, like, the Federal Aviation Committee or whoever have deemed that Brandon Cook's is you know eligible to fly planes so that's all that was happening here but i understand that the pushback um that i guarantee you that we will see way less of brandon Cook on social <laughs> yep. media for a while because they are like he was already sucks. quiet so rj have fun. hey um yeah i mean it's whatever just in case he has the yips do you like trey lance just in case Dak has really has the yips you like trey lance at all I don't. I've never seen him play, RJ. I've never seen him play. Did you hear the response? Every time you bring up Trey Lance, people go. 
Go, go ahead. I mean, start with the exhale. Just in case. I mean, I just feel, in case. He's on a rookie deal. I feel badly for Trey Lance because this has been really awkward for him. He <laughs> yeah. obviously made a, made a lot of money to, to put up with some awkwardness. And, and so some people would say that they would gladly deal with the awkwardness. But, um, but no, um, I, I really more than anything sighed because we almost made it the full show without Rudy saying something ridiculous. Uh, but of course, Rudy has to ruin it. I How mean, about like, Philly we're getting all Taylor? A nice time. Oh, my bad, RJ. You know I had to. I mean, look, I like Jonathan Taylor a lot, and I know everybody loved him at Wisconsin, and he's a cool dude. And I think that there's a lot of people rooting for the running back to, like, in general, to like get a win uh, because the position has been so devalued. But Jonathan Taylor was not a great player last year. Mm. Um, like, I do think that there are some people that are, are just like, Jonathan Taylor's available. Like, Brandon Jacobs is coming out of retirement. What? Like, we, we, let's get him on the team. Like, um, I, and I, I just, I don't know. Like, I, I want nothing to do with it. So, if Philly wants to trade for Jonathan Taylor, by all means, like, cool. Like, they I, don't scare I, you? I, that wow. Wouldn't scare me. I mean, it would, I mean, it would, it would perk me up a little bit in my chair. I'd be like the, the video game meme, you know, like, I was just chilling. Now I'm taking a little bit more serious, but. Um, but I'm not like panicking, freaking out, smashing the glass again. You know, he's, if he's this, I don't mean to do the, like, if he's so great, how come no one's traded for him yet? But he's like, no, you can, you could have rushed for, you could have literally been the league's leading rusher last year and not been valued by the team that employed you and the coaching staff that employed you so much that you deserve a new contract in their eyes as evidenced by Josh Jacobs at the Las Vegas Raiders. Truth. That's RJ Ochoa. He's of blogging the boys, a rock the mic champ, and a survivor of the first tropical storm of the season. Uh, did you uh, still manage to get in 18 as it blew over? Yeah, you are. Right? I did not. Um, and I don't see that in my future with the puppy now. Oh, um, yeah. So it's, um, you know, it's just a zoo around here. Um, and the thing is, uh, she, she is brown, like you mentioned, but, and she kind of blends in with our tile, and we don't have a collar on her yet. So she's silent. Um, so, like, I've been almost, like, kicking her Don't around. step like, on her. Yeah, like, be like, careful. Punch, like, punching her. Um, I can't see or hear her, basically, at any time. Uh, but if any uh, – actually, Rob, you've had multiple dogs. Do you have a point of advice? Is this the first time I've ever had two dogs? Um, make sure they get along, number one. No, and, but when, uh, they're, tea, when they're teacup size, man, be careful. And, Put the and decide now, is that dog allowed on the bed or not, and stick to it. Yeah. Yeah, well, um, off the bed, um, yeah, I mean, I think we're good. I think we're off to a good start. Well, you know you're in training now. Once you get that Uh, second dog, you're in training for, you know, the next step in life, yeah. That's just part of the manual, which you haven't received yet. That's that makes sense. Uh, I guess I'll check my spam folder, see if that came in somewhere uh, along the way. It has to be hand-delivered, that's the thing. You know, you mentioned, though, the tropical storm. That was such a nice day, like, where, where we live. Like, it was just rainy and cloudy and kind of fall breezy. It was such a tease. Like, we, we were like, boom, fall's here, light the candles, get the decorations out, we're good to go. And then the next day, it was 100 degrees and humid. Like, when it, I, I'm sick of this. Like, we're all sick of this. Like, we have come Agreed. to a worldwide agreement that the heat needs to leave. Like, there is nothing, literally nothing, that we can agree on as a, as a planet. But we are all on the same page here. Like, this is stupid. Enough of it. I'm tired. That's a man with a new dog. RJ Ochoa. Enjoy the rest. Love you, brother. Hey, we'll talk to you next Y'all week. Y'all have the best weekend ever, or I'll be pissed.
It's R and R. R. We just R- about done. R E R. Stopping by for his regular. If you missed anything that we have done this great week, and it has been what we like to call restaurant quality radio, you can go to sasportstar.com, go to the audio vault, check out all things live, because if we're live, you can catch it there. You can take it with you wherever you might go. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we're not quite there, but we're <laughs> no, off. We're almost, almost there. Any, uh, so you told me going out to Tri-County, what is this you're going to be doing? Uh, for those of you who are who have not done a pacana, but it is a, it is it's an Argentinian cut, but the but the cut itself got famous in Northern California. It is the, it's their oh. brisket. Their brisket is a pacana. They treat it um, like we treat our brisket. It is the highest calling for them when they go outside and grill. Um, so it's kind of worked its way west, and it's called a, it's basically if you don't know, it's a sirloin cap. And it's got a, a heavy fat cap on the top of thick, quarter inch of bulletproof hard fat that takes hours and hours to render. So there's a lot of How ways to do it. How many hours are you putting this on? Well, it's going to take a bit because I'm doing it a new way. What I've done in the past is I took the sirloin cap and I cut it into about two and a half to three inch strips and kind of cooked if it I like know a you, steak you're fat side down. No, I'm not going to marinate this. Okay. But what I will do is I've got a, a brand new toy. It's a rotisserie. So I'm going to, for the first time, cook it as it was originally intended. I'm going to roll it up with a fat cap out, nice. uh, rotisserie this thing on for as long as it takes to get to about 145, I would guess, 140. Um, it's going to be pink, though, right? Yeah, I'm going to keep it right there. But it's a very interesting cook because that fat cap renders in different ways. So in my in my experience, I've ruined it. I've gotten it too dry. And I've also oh, I've also hit it pissed. right on uh, the uh, sweet spot. So that's one of those things that you might not have heard about. But when you go to a place like Tri-County, they'll describe what to do and you can go play with it. But the way to do it oh, is you, it. you go get you treat it like it was an Argentinian uh, dish and okay. you whip up a, a chimichurri. Sauce. Now, if, do you feel like Manu would approve? I think Manu would be very appreciative of what the about Messi? that I'm about to whip Messi up. Messi seems like, to me, a vegan. Now, Lionel is eating He's bacon. a vegetarian. He's, eat, he's running around in a pink. And he's still, faking. Is he still making, is still making MLS look stupid? They just won some kind of cup. <laughs> I don't know if it's, the, if it's the important one, but they, they just won something over the last couple of days. We wake tomorrow. Uh, football season beginning. We are here. It is yeah. It is finally arrived. I got the three big things, Rob. Two blitz remotes. Wednesday at Texas Cheer Liquor. Thursday at the Rue. Jeff Taylor show head coach of UTSA begins Monday. R&R 9 to blitz at 515. And the first college football game of the season on SA Sports Star Thursday night at 630. Florida versus Utah. See, we're here, man. It is time. Florida, Utah. That's a good matchup. That's, that's two, the Urban those, Meyer two, game. The Urban Meyer game. And for those of you who have not... Seen the uh, Netflix, what's it, uh, not Undisputed. Untold, untold, my brother, untold. Uh, check it out over the weekend. It's four hours of Florida Gator propaganda. If, if, anything, if, you can make, if you can make Urban Meyer look good, that's hard. That man. means you've that, done the, a good the job. The effort that went in to the paint job of his reputation, that was extraordinary. Netflix is good, man. They're good at what they do. I'm hooked on suits. I'm still. I'm binging suits. I'm probably like at season six. Man, I've been I'm, fighting it, but eventually I'll watch it. Harvey Specter is a boss. I love me some Harvey. I don't care about Mike Ross. Mike Ross is a tool. He's a tool. I, 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 this you know is what? the series with the princess in it. You see, the thing is, there's times in the show, Rob, where I could see where Harry was like, hey. And then there's times so in the show. So she plays a big role. Like yeah. you see her a lot. 
And then there's times where I'm like, mm. like you don't like her, or is it like a a distant beauty, a change, a changeling? Oh beauty? no, man! It just I guess it depends on the lighting. Really? See, I've never seen. She's it a nice the, young I, lady. But I'm like, okay, Harry, I see you were. Is it Harry? You you're you're versed in this. Yeah, it's it's Harry. Harry. Yeah, it's Harry. Okay. He's he's not That's a prince anymore. Harry and Meghan Markle. He gave up his prince ship. Yeah, they're they're living in California. Who does walk around barefoot, living the. Uh, it's like when you know Eddie was on the on the on the subway on coming to America. He says, "I you know I'm giving up my throne of the Zamunda." She was like, "Nah, don't do that." <laughs> like we do need that kind of a safety net. James Pledger is literally counting Forget me James. down. He is literally giving me the countdown because he knows in roughly 23 seconds he still that he will be. No, it'll be about 25 seconds. He got to record for us though. He is he going, going to be nowhere. on the road. Down. Uh, I, I'm going to be in the hole on Monday as well. Those two will be back together. Rudy, you have yourself a safe and wonderful weekend, my you brother. I hope you get too, to swing James. the sticks. I do too. James, stay safe. Stay out of the the rip currents. We'll see everybody Monday. Ladies and gentlemen, the weekend. Woo!